0: just jumping on here quickly to to add a little note in before you uh, get your ears around the episode as it's a little bit different than what you're used to hearing we had recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago and then a few days later all the events transpired that I'm sure you're all very very aware of we wanted to do something about that so what you're going to hear is two conversations that we've been very lucky to be able to have we reached out to a number of organizations and we have um, a chat with Women's Aid NI, and we have a chat with MyMy. So the first one you're going to hear is uh, Sonia McMullen from Women's Aid NI, and we're talking about some of the, the core issues around these problems that we've we've encountered here. And then you're going to hear a conversation with uh, Ray Cunningham from MyMy, who are a mental health organisation uh, in County Down in Northern Ireland. Um, And that was really great to get in as well because it kind of sits outside the issues that that we've seen um, but um, certainly there's overlap um, and hopefully it can help somebody. So it's also Mental Health Awareness Week so yeah this worked out really well and we're so grateful um, to both organisations and both Ray and Sonia for taking the time to chat to us. So What another thing I'll say before we get into this is uh, these are really sensitive matters. Feel free, um, if you don't want to listen to this, skip about an hour. They're about half an hour each. Also, I have these conversations as individual audio files, and I can send them to you. So, like, you don't have to, you know, share the podcast and be like, go to this time and blah blah blah. Because. You might be listening to this and say, I've got a friend, I've a loved one that could benefit from this but doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, Reach out, hit us a DM, I can WhatsApp it, I can DM it to you. And yeah, let's help each other. So, first conversation, Sonia McMullen from Women's Aid. Just want to give her a big thank you again. Um, She's fantastic, I really enjoyed chatting to her and I hope I get to again. Um, You know, I think this could be the start of us um, working with with companies and organizations like Women's Aid. So yeah, thanks very much guys. Um, Catches after this chat. You know, I, try, I sat down and I was like, right, okay, what do I want to chat to Sonia about here and what do we want to get across? And I almost don't feel like it's for me to, for me to decide that. And I also want to put out there that like, I almost want my awkwardness to be out there because um you know there's a lot of chat about having these uncomfortable conversations um and okay i'm talking to you who is more of an expert on this stuff but you know it does kind of highlight you know okay you might feel a bit weird chatting about these things or you don't know how to address certain issues and i think that's okay for us to put out there like i'm not going to pretend that i'm like some clean cut broadcaster that knows everything about everything you know I'm just a skater and like we normally talk about skateboarding so but yeah like so you'd you'd heard about you'd heard about these issues that we were faced with in the community like yeah
1: it was really interesting actually I suppose due to the the work that I do you know my daughter she's 21 and she said oh mum have you have you seen or heard of any of this just in case any of these women will be contacting you and she showed me some of the posts and she was really worried about people oversharing information and the vulnerability, you know, that that um, comes with that. So yeah. um, that's how I found out about it from my um, daughter.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then women's aid, like that's one of the, the main contacts, like people can get in touch then, like with any sort of um, yeah. issues and
1: Women's Aid is uh, agency, you know, we're the lead agency tackling domestic violence and abuse in Northern Ireland, so we'd be focused on intimate partner violence, which of course includes, you know, emotional uh, abuse, coercive control, financial abuse, sexual abuse um, as well. And I suppose it's one of those things that isn't talked about is the sexual harassment and sexual abuse within an intimate partner relationship that a lot of people would experience. So we do a lot of work around that and acknowledging people and letting them have the time and space to talk about what's going on for them because it's very very hard to open that up and to talk about it and some people are in a bit of denial about what's going on as well maybe don't know that it is a form of abuse as well and again that's back to a lot of our education and looking at you know what actually is abusive behaviour and there's a lot of work going on now, you know, to in schools to develop a better relationship and sexual education here in Northern Ireland because it's rubbish at the moment, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we had it in secondary school, it was a cl- like one class in science, you know, it was like, oh, this week we're actually gonna watch this video, this really awkward yeah. video, and you're not gonna ask us any questions and that's it. And get on with your life, you know, like that's kind of it.
1: It's really um, difficult and it's something we really campaign for and have done. You know, I've been a woman's aid for almost 25 years and we're still talking about it, unfortunately, because wow. it comes down to the board of governors in schools. It comes down to the parents, whether they will consent to that. And we're just letting all our children and young people down yeah. and we're given really... Uh, You know, we need to be more positive about sex and really, you know, sex is good. It's a good thing, you know, um, done correctly. It's very enjoyable. You know, that's the problem because all of our education is focused on, you know, um, it's shameful. It's not to be discussed, that kind of thing. You know, I went to school in Australia and, you know, I'm 51 this year, so I'm not young. And um, all those years ago, we had really good engagement and looking at um, healthy relationships, looking at respect equality, all of those kind of things that, you know, we need those positive messaging around sex for our children and young people is really, really key, but not only respect for others, but respect for ourselves. Yeah, and and that's something that we have to really, really get across. But looking at social and emotional learning, behavioural problem, you know, programs as well, because people sometimes don't know how to articulate how they're feeling. And not all our children and young people grow up in a house where there is a healthy relationship where they're allowed to talk about and explore um, problems or issues maybe they have. You know, I've um, two teenagers and an older daughter, and like it's it's really tricky being a teenager now. Due to the whole social media presence and everything, you know, compared to I went out and could do whatever I wanted and nobody would know about it. And it was great. You know, you had that real freedom. But now everything is recorded and it's um, I even see with my children, you know, the stress and strain of growing up in 2021 is a very, very difficult thing
0: absolutely i think we like myself i'm the my friend my friend ryan who does the show as well we're kind of like senior members in the skate community and i you know we we both addressed that at the time of all this stuff and we were like we're so glad we didn't have to you know it's almost like another side to like growing up i don't know it's like I don't know if I could have dealt with it.
1: You know, it adds an extra layer of complexity and the whole form. If we look at the the, the types of abuse that are coming forward to us as an organization, that online abuse and okay. cyber stalking, cyber abuse has just escalated so mm-hmm. much. And you can actually keep up with it. Because it's always moving faster than you ever will. And so it does put an extra layer. There's also a huge amount of pressure on young people, you know, with regard to sharing images, you know, and yeah. it's that unrealistic expectation of what sex is, of what bodies are, all of those kind of things, because they have instant access on their mobile phone to. Um, you know everything and anything on our internet at the moment, you know as well, and and that's very very different too. So you know all of our young people, you know boys and girls, all our young people, they shouldn't be put under pressure to do anything or feel, you know, and it's certainly not one gender or other, you know. Um, I've heard of many boys feeling under pressure that they've had to have sex and didn't really feel they were ready, or you know, um, and I know there's an awful lot of talk around consent and. You know we've had a few years of very difficult things following on you know from our own Belfast you know the rape trial around um, that that really started an awful lot of conversations around even um, a sense of entitlement within um, some communities you know with males in relation to um, females and that came out in relation to that trial as well and then that came back to our attitudes and beliefs Um, as well and I know um, I think it's next Thursday actually there's a call for young people to go down to the City Hall in Belfast to campaign to come out of school at 11 o'clock and it's around all forms of sexual harassment around girls in school and I think we've seen a huge um, influx around this after the tragic murder of Sir Everard Um, in London and that started an awful lot of conversations around violence against women and girls and all those forms because um, there's so many but then it started the conversation around school and then so many people came forward and that was young boys and young girls talking about the sexual harassment and abuse they were experiencing in schools so it's now come over to Northern Ireland and apparently there is um I just seen a social media post around that I think it's next week that they're calling on and it's something similar that happened to in um in England as well you know and that's young people in school experiencing that so um you know it's it's very very frightening
0: So are you guys able to get into the the schools and and talk to younger ones then?
1: Yeah, we have a wonderful programme, Helping Hands. Now it's in primary schools and it's a wonderful start because you can start talking about all of these behaviours at a very young age and you can start talking about positive messages around um, feeling safe, um, around consent and and all of those sort of things. So our Helping Hands programme, it usually happens in P5. And it's looking at all those key messages about, and it's given children the vocabulary to be able to talk about what's happening for them. It's not a domestic violence programme. It doesn't talk about abuse, you know. And it gives the teachers the capacity. We train the teachers for two days. They go into the schools and it matches the curriculum and all the rest of it. But the teachers feel more confident and more disclosures come out of that where children feel more able to tell, you know, because any form of abuse is shrouded in secrecy and guilt and shame and all of those things people don't want to talk about it they don't want to be different people just want to be the same as everybody else and sharing this makes them have to address it have to go and talk to somebody maybe have to deal with what's going on for them you know and there's an awful lot of research that says the sooner a person is supported the sooner their journey to recovery begins. Something so simple, being believed, accepted, and acknowledged, you know. Yeah. So it's very, very powerful. So that program's brilliant. It's in primary schools. We teach about 100 and, or train up about 160 teachers a year. Very, very successful going into year 10, funding through Department of Education, all the rest of it. When we come into um, post primary, focusing on healthy relationships trust equality respect values consent social bystander model all of those kind of things we have a wonderful healthy relationships program but it's only the schools that let us in and we don't get paid some there's some local um council areas for example are very good and they will give us some money um, to go in but a lot of schools just don't want and as you said tony you know very often my husband's a science teacher in a secondary school here in belfast and um, he is the sex educator because he teaches biology and yeah, it's you yeah, know yeah. this is what this does and you know and and that's not good enough as well yeah. you know children are curious and young people are curious about their bodies so let's be able to address those questions but i think for teachers they don't feel they have the confidence. And they would prefer another agency to come in, you know. So we've Absolutely. wonderful people out there, you know. We've got Carafriend, a local LGBT organisation, and they do Carafriend. Cara Carafriend. Cara and they're a LGBT um, organisation who do an awful lot of work in the education sector, as do relate and as do um, Rainbow um, as well. And that's looking at those other minority groups within um, our LGBTQ community that um, experience really high levels of abuse as well. We have women's aid groups across the whole of Northern Ireland and um, they all of that information can be accessed um, online through our website our nexus as well are another charity who would deal with sexual abuse um too and then there's a 24-hour domestic and sexual abuse helpline which is managed by um, nexus as well and that's their 24 hours somebody just wants to lift the phone and and talk maybe and it's for women and men you know it's for everybody and it's domestic violence sexual violence so it's a really good starting point for people you don't have to give your name you can talk in confidence and sometimes that's a really good starting point for people yeah Um, yeah, yeah. um, because it's really difficult for you as well even if someone discloses to you you know for For me, yeah, I live and breathe all of this. But for other people, it's like, oh, God, what do you do with this? My God, how do I respond? And it's really about, well, look, here's a number. Why don't you give them a ring? Yeah, yeah. And um, and it is about acknowledging, sticking in with them, supporting them as much as you can, letting them talk because you know a lot of abuse um, that we talk about social isolation now in relation to COVID and all this and uh, you know, but that's a form of abuse as well, you know. So we're encouraging people over the last year to check in with friends, colleagues, you know, um, yeah, family yeah. members, and make sure people are all right because that support network has really been cut off. During yeah, the last yeah, year, yeah, you know, sure. so it's always good to talk, just in relation to our mental health. Anyway,
0: for me, just chatting to you, chatting chatting to you before this chat, like even that was really good for me. Um, being somebody who luckily hasn't had any problems with these issues, but wants to, you know, I'm somebody who cares about a community in this instance, and. So I think my my responsibility here is to know a little bit more and try and understand a bit more. So, you know, numbers like that are these just for people who are experienced? Like is this, just victim support, or is this for anybody really? Or
1: a lot of those are are more victim support. But yeah. we get an awful lot of calls from friends and family looking. How yeah. can I support this loved one? And that's really, really important. Also, the websites are really good and have an awful lot of resources and tools as well. You know, if you know yeah. someone who yeah. is affected, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, we really, really encourage that because it's about educating ourselves. And, yeah. you know, we, we've been calling on, you know, our government for a really good public awareness campaign around all of these issues, you know. And we, we haven't quite got there yet. But it is about changing attitudes, societal attitudes that are are deep ingrained, especially in Northern Ireland. Still, a very very traditional community. Yeah,
0: that's a big conversation,
1: and it is, and that's the blocker even around the the relationship and sexual education is around, um, that particular issue. You know, every other part of the UK um has um statutory obligation to educate our young people around relationships you know Mm -hmm. so we're just letting people down and it's just giving people tools giving young people the tools to move forward and be able to navigate life a little bit easier yeah and so so
0: you're you guys are struggling to get uh, like a campaign with the government is that
1: yeah we're calling on a government campaign around um there's a lot of new legislation going through for example there's coercive control legislation going through so that's looking at emotional and psychological abuse and those forms of controlling and coercive behaviours that people will um, experience and people don't understand that people think of domestic violence they think of a black eye and that you know so it's a public awareness campaign to let people know about that kind of even grooming that per- people can do and you know mm-hmm. domestic violence relationships they tend to escalate very quickly yeah. and it can be someone oh, look, you don't need your mates you know you only need you and me because I love you so much and it's great and showering you with gifts and text messages and all of that and it can seem really like overwhelming but really oh my god this is quite nice actually but very very soon that social network and all of your supports are are um you know gone so it's really looking at even um you know relationships um dating abuse even for teenagers and that kind of thing you know there was a, a report by the nspcc recently and it was really really shocking to hear the acceptance that a lot of young girls had of being hit or abused because well i text somebody else you know or i kiss somebody else so that's acceptable no 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 it is not acceptable so it's changing that whole attitude for our young people you know and and that has to start at a very very young age you know because you know to have those real positive messages out there about relationship and it just comes back to respect and equality and trust and and um you know hopefully we'll get there but it's a real generational change here in Northern Ireland because it is you know um we're not getting a focus out there in our our schools around having the opportunity to transform our attitudes beliefs and yeah. and norms and it's not all about education you know we shouldn't just say it sits just with because it doesn't as I say it sits with the whole of our society yeah, yeah it's a societal shift yeah yeah, yeah. definitely
0: the, um, it's funny, you know, I think it's really amazing the the work you're doing in the primary schools like and we talked about resources there on the site and just you, talking to you and finding out about that guy Jackson Katz like I heard him say something and it was he said that uh, language structures thought. And I think that's really interesting, you know, like, and you you guys going in at a young age to talk to, to kids and how to get that language, you know, it, it is, a, language is a big part of it.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of people don't have the language to articulate what's going on yeah. for them, especially we kids at a young age. So that can come out in aggressive behavior and really bad behavior in the classroom and all of that. So it's about them having the language and the confidence to be able to say, you know, well, I have the right to feel safe and others have the right to feel safe safe with me and a huge part of that work they get a wonderful little journal but it's about looking at their support networks on their helping hand you know yeah. i've got granny the dinner lady my oh, teacher yeah. you know the neighbor um mrs smith and then i've got you know um um auntie um sarah um yeah. shoved up in, in case none of them are available you know yeah. and um it's really really important but it's given them you know the the vocabulary to be able to articulate what's going on for them because often kids feel it you know their tummy a stomach ache you know oh, okay, that kind yeah. of thing you know and it's those uh, oh feelings or butterflies or you know real anxiety okay. and for an awful lot of people they're living with a real heightened level of anxiety all the time and for our children and young people it's um we teach them you know sort of how to self-regulate as well you know mm-hmm. if you're a normal sort of your your you ticking along all right you know you know how to regulate yourself and get yourself back in the zone again but for some people they don't it's just whoo, out of control yeah, yeah. and they're hyper or the other people who are hypo they disassociate they numb out and often they're not seen then too you know so it's about giving people the tools and resources to be able to self-regulate to get themselves back up there you know um, where they should be so things like that that seem very very simple but very very powerful for a child to know right I know what's happening and I feel this coming up inside me okay I know what I need to go and do now you know but you know that's a huge amount of work but um, the the primary school work is great and I don't think you can start early enough because um, our children are the future and all that yeah, you know and we yeah, need to absolutely. be able to give them the tools and as you say the structure and the language language is so important and how we speak to each other you yeah, know yeah. is is so important and you hear so much you know and with my house even the way you know the kids speak to their friends and each other. that's just the way we talk to each other you know and and yeah. um that's okay but i don't like it you know
0: And yeah. you know like within the skate community like that's why getting these chats and really getting moving on some of these issues is important because it is a young... I'm an anomaly, like, you know, I'm in my mid-30s, like, this community is a young community, you know, and that's why we can do a lot here if we... You know, social media, We, you know, we touched on it, it can be a very dark and messy, toxic, loud place, but it also, you know, it's brought some of these issues to light, which is great, and um, Ed, that starts to change, you know, and, and I just think... The younger one. I think the younger ones that they, they are they are maybe better than my generation at talking about some of these things, you know. Um, I no, hope I think- so.
1: And I hope they reach out for anybody. You don't want anybody yeah. to be sitting in distress, you know. Um, whether something has happened to them they've been alleged you know that they have done something to someone and all of the you know we're taking everybody into the picture here because you know we don't want anybody to be suffering in silence and of course you've got the samaritans and you've got lifeline and i know you did the piece around mental health you know there's a lot of people out there to talk we don't want people to sit um on this you know um and it's really really important it doesn't matter how you know what's going on there's nothing so awful that you can't talk to somebody about it
0: yeah I'm trying to think there was some other things I was actually wanting to talk to you about we're experiencing a boom in female skaters and trans skaters at the minute within the scene and there is actually a there's a there's a group online on Instagram called Northside Skate up here in Belfast there's also Skatebirds and a lot of other groups in the south, but um, focusing on on north side up here, Olivia, like one of the main skater, main, main girl skaters in the scene, like she's a, a, a great young woman and and she's, um, you know, trying to do a little bit of work around these issues within that community and like yeah, how like maybe she could work with somebody someone like women's aid
1: yeah i started thinking actually about that about sort of online workshops or what could we do you know to be able to to start a bit of the conversation which i think could be possible with you know even ourselves and some of the other organizations you know you're talking about trans skaters you know um we work with alexa at the trans um organization and we've got um um, you know Carafriend who do a lot of, uh, they have a lot of support groups for young people across the whole of Northern Ireland. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually on their board and they're just a wonderful organisation, yeah. they really really are. What sort of work is that? Carafriend do, their biggest focus is, ch- is young people so they work with kids, um, I think it's from about 13 to 25 actually is the age group that they would work with they go into schools and do awareness sessions for teachers but they also do awareness sessions then for children and young people as well within schools but they have youth workers and youth groups across the whole of Northern Ireland which at the minute you know are online and different but it would have been drop-ins you know and you see for young people coming out or for young people who just got just confused and don't know what's going on you know and maybe um very you know there's an awful lot of abuse goes on with young people who aren't accepted within their family yeah, or even yeah. their friend circle and all that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah. it's just um offering that level of support they also have one worker who works with um lesbian and bisexual women as well around abuse too. amanda mcgurk in Cara friends so she's great so i think you know some kind of online workshop could be organized with a number of organizations and a panel and being able to to let people, you know, have their voice. I think it's something we would be very happy to try and facilitate and engage.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, people could sit there with their cameras off in there and not speak at all, and but just listen. Just
0: listen. Yeah. And
1: yeah. hear to what's going on. They don't yeah. have to participate. But again, just about that awareness raising and and giving people an opportunity because not everybody has an opportunity to hear what's going on and what supports available. And um, you know, so I think that is um, a really good idea
0: you know her focus is really to make the Northern Irish skate scene as safe as possible for everyone you know and, and I think that's everybody's priority too yeah like for me it's sort of just a prerequisite you know but like um, yeah it's great that she's doing that and like you know that's the sort of thing I would jump on too because I think we all play a role in this in different capacities you know and you can never know like you can you know I just don't think you should. we should ignore it you know like I never thought i would be having these conversations but here i am and i'm actually really like i find myself much more um, engaged in listening to a lot of these things you know sometimes like i i watch ted talks or i watch you know interviews and i get bored and i switch off but like with these issues i think because everybody you can you can relate to them in some way or another like you're you're you know we all live here we all have a responsibility and I think from that you know I find it interesting and I because there are horrible things happening and I don't want horrible things to happen anymore I think that's what it boils down to um yeah so
1: yeah uh, and it's just about starting the conversation because it's for all of us it's for men and boys and women and girls and it's a conversation for everybody it's not segregating or you know I know women and girls are more disproportionately affected by a lot of these crimes and that's just statistics you know Um, but um, everybody needs to come along in this journey and have the opportunity because we know men and boys suffer um, high levels of abuse as well
0: Yeah, yeah for sure I don't know I don't even know how to wrap something like this up because I don't think you can you know not going to keep you here forever though don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so positive that you have engaged and reached out Tony to be honest and and really want to um get support out there and give an opportunity for this discussion to start which I think is only a good thing you know you haven't sort of seen all of this happen and go, oh hey, we'll leave that, it will pass. You know, yeah. you've actually recognised it and um you've you've wanted to try and deal with it head on, um, which I, I welcome and I think is great. And I think this is only part of the journey and the start of it um, yeah. within your community, because um so many issues have come up that um let's start the conversation and let people talk about it and make sure everyone has the right support that they need to move forward.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, this we we touched on it earlier in our conversation, you know, this is a societal a societal issue and a societal shift. So with that, you know, you could argue, well, it's societal, so we don't really need to do anything. And that maybe was my prob- my thought at the start of this whole thing. If I'm being fully honest here, um, you know, whenever these this started to come out, it was like, These are private matters, let's not do anything. But then the the number of them escalated and it's like um okay we do need to say something it's still societal but i think if you can tackle these things within your small cluster community you know act whatever hobby it is you're in like let's not just say skateboarding another sport or uh, i don't know Whatever something I can't think of anything right now, but um well, yeah,
1: no, Tony, you're right. It's about it's... calling it out, and it's even you know Jackson Cap talks about that locker room culture, yeah. you know, and and the bystander model. And if one person calls out that kind of inappropriate behaviour whenever they're out and go, okay, hey, you know, I don't think that's right, you know, leave her alone, leave him alone, whatever, and then other people, oh, okay, yeah, that's right, leave them alone, and you yeah. know, other people follow, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. very have to be very brave to take that step and be that yeah. first person but we all can do that and we all have a responsibility you know yeah
0: yeah exactly i i'm i'm really chuffed with everything we've chatted about i think you know there's a lot, there's a lot there i you know there's never going to be everything but you know I, i'm happy like is there anything that you any information you think we've left out or
1: I just think yeah. it, you know, it's really good to get all of those agencies and supports yes. out there. And um, and that's really the main thing for me. But I'm more than happy to engage oh. in any way we can um, moving forward, you know, with Olivia or you know, and, and yourself. And um, I just welcome the opportunity to be able to um, talk to you today. So thank yeah.
0: you. There we go. Thanks once again. Huge thank you to Sonia uh, and to Women's Aid uh, for taking the time to talk to us there. Um, and getting some of that information across. All of the agencies and organizations that Sonia was talking about will be listed uh, in this show notes. Um, and we'll maybe try and get them online as well in some shape or form for you. Um, yeah, so I, I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope, um, well, enjoy isn't the right word, but you know, I hope this was useful to, to use And um, yeah, and I hope you stick about here for this second conversation. Um, which is with Uh, Mai Mai. uh Ray Cunningham from Miami kindly sat down with us um, to discuss some uh, mental health issues. Um, you know, it was Mental Health Awareness Week this week um, as well. You know, there's a lot of you know, trauma around these things and, and mental health is a big part of it so it was great to touch on, on, on some of these problems and talk to an, organi- an organisation that deals with that. So um, another disclaimer here before we jump into this one, we talk about suicide and we talk about uh, drug use here, um, so uh, yeah, uh, maybe if you don't want to hear that, skip another half hour or so. Thanks once again to Ray for, for taking the time to talk to us and um, yeah.
2: Chat to you uh, soon. Hi, guys. My name's Ray Cunningham from Maymay. We're based in Newcastle and Caswell. I'm so grateful to be asked on by a good friend um, and top skater in Northern <laughs> Ireland, Tony Moore. This is what Tony <laughs> has told me anyway. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about some difficult subjects today. Which I know over the last while Tony shared with me the, the community, the skating community has coming up against some you know difficult um, situations. Um but they're not alone in that. Um we're difficult situations and, you know in every community across the world. Um and you know, even setting aside COVID for a moment, if we can do that, it's been um, I suppose e- even post-COVID, we have found ourselves in you know many challenging situations my um or the organization that i i work for is called as i said my my and we're predominantly here to help people through challenges within their lives it was, it was nicely set up by a few of us um who um had come through you know real tough uh, experiences ourselves through suicide and, and bereavement and things like that and we felt that there wasn't a, you know there wasn't the appropriate support uh, locally So we thought to ourselves, like what you guys are doing with this podcast, what can we do about it? Okay, so we thought we wanted to be proactive, again, like what you guys are doing. And we got got together a few like-minded people and we began our organization. Um, And we're at the stage now where... We have vastly grown over the last, you know, 10 plus years. And um, we have, you know, a, a staff of around 10 to 11 people. We have a volunteer force of almost 50. And wow. um, we, we opened our, our most recent space um, in Castlewell. Um, it's a social enterprise. We have a charity shop and then there's also a cafe in it. Um, And it's 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 amazing. We also have uh, we used as a drop in space for people if they're in distress, come in, sit down, speak to one of our trained team. We are currently and have have been working on for some time. our um, (coughs) large project, which is Ardnabannan Outdoor Education Centre, we recently agreed to buy it off the Education Authority. Um, And it's a beautiful 16 acre site. And we believe this model will not only um, change uh, the mental health health within Northern Ireland, but many other health outcomes. um, And it really will be focused on community and social, how we can support each other, how we can work through these um, issues together, and ultimately leave a better, you know, Oh, space or home behind for the next generation to come in and follow us. so sort of the reason why I'm saying all of these things, and, and and we're in a you know great place currently, is that it wasn't always like that. For me, I've you know 13 years ago, I found myself swinging off at end of a rope. I wanted to, I wanted to die. I didn't want to be here anymore. And for most of my life up to that point, um, I I, I didn't want to be here. I I walked around from you know primary school to secondary school. Life on my own, extremely lonely. Um, I grew up in an in an alcoholic household where my father was really unwell and struggled with alcoholism. Now that being said, there was loads of love and and you know kindness and warmth in our in our family. But for me, as a young kid, that stage, that that family didn't. Um, it wasn't enough for me. Um, <clears throat> which now it is. But where I was in my life, I was just so alone, so lonely, and and that later that you know searching to fill that void of emptiness led me down a road of real chaos and destruction where I got the stage uh I, you know I was you know, abusing you know a serious amount of drugs and serious amount of alcohol and destroying nearly every relationship that I was been in with, with with somebody and you know letting down loved ones letting down family letting down friends and and uh, it just got to me to the point that I, you know, felt that it was worthless, scumbag, and I'd knocked off of the world. So, I ended up on a rope. Jeez. Thankfully, thankfully, it was it was unsuccessful. Um, and really, at that point, you would think that that would be, you know, someone's um, rock bottom. But for me, it yeah. wasn't. Life just still got out Jeez. of control, and and. Got the stage where I got a, cha- a phone call one day to, to say that my brother um was found dead. He had taken his own life. Um, his name was Lawrence. and um, he died in Nigeria. So that was my turning point where I realised I needed to, try to sort this shit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I didn't want this devastation to you yeah. know continue within my own family and. Within within a very short space of time, I, I started to see change within my own life through getting support, connection um, through a therapist, actually, um, in Dungannon. I travelled to see him back and forth a year and a, for a year and a half, and, and it was just really transformative and amazing. But some of the subjects that you guys are talking about um, that's been really hit with the skateboarding community over the last while, it's subjects that I know really well. You know, and whether it's sexual abuse, whether it's alcoholism or drug drug addiction, whether it's gambling, all of those things are symptoms of something underlying. Mm. And all of those things are, you know, as a result of pain, pain and disconnect, trauma. And this country itself, you know, we are very familiar with trauma. um, And we have, you know, lived, um, we've been living off the back of the troubles, you know, in, in Northern Ireland. For me, I didn't. It was... I'm 38 now, and I really don't remember much of the troubles, but my father did, and his, you know, his family, and so there's a thing called generational trauma. So it's passed through generations, sure. um, and through those experiences of those guys, and our, our, you know, our parents and our grandparents, and um, there is a residual effect that that's still here today. So for us, it's always I've always been intrigued. For, for instance that i knew my dad my dad died when he was 60 of a heart attack he stopped drinking when i was 12 but those first you know 12 or years was very tough um and what i always wanted to know was you know why was he like that i was always interested to know and and you know after i started to recover um, i always the question for me was why did i get like that you know was it that i was just a bad person or was it you know something deeper and that uh, began me on a journey of exploration to really see you know um, as sadly today, we're, it's it's so easy to point a finger at the alcoholic or the drug dealer or the you know so, you know somebody that's actually you know uh, you know that sexually abuses somebody, and you know we, we absolutely should be held accountable for our actions, and it is absolutely devastating what that can do. But if we could stop for a moment, just a moment, and ask ourselves the question, what is going on? behind the scenes where has this come from okay so we need to step back from just being an angry society and pointing the fingers at people for the way things are you know, for you know, and and try to take some level of responsibility and ask ourselves, what can I do? Am I a person that's just angry and points the finger? Am I a person that really wants to make a difference? And sometimes, if you if you are that person that really wants to make a difference, you get yourself into some real uncomfortable, you know, scenarios. But mm-hmm. if we can try to understand why people, for me, understand why my father was the way he was, and you know, you know, I I, I seen this man was sober, I seen this amazing man, so much love, compassion, he did everything for us. And I always just think, well, if he loved this enough, you know, why doesn't he just stop drinking? But yeah. I didn't understand at that stage, where I understand now that there was a disease there, there was an there was an illness, there was a disease within him yeah. that was just so uncontrollable. His solution was drink. So mm-hmm. through the drink and through extreme sports, like for instance skating, whereas. No, I'm not saying skating in, in all scenarios is extreme, but you know, when you're on it, when you're doing, you know, pulling off, you know, crazy yeah, moves, yeah. you're just so you're, it's all yeah. It's so focused, it gets you out of um the moment. Yeah. And the issue, um, the issue for us is the moment that we're in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where we find discomfort. When We're alone with our own thoughts. That's where we find discomfort. So we do extreme things, whether yeah. it's extreme sports, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's drug addiction, gambling, all of these things. You know, like my father knew picking up a, picking up a pint that it was going to hurt my family. He knew that. But his pain was so great that yeah. it, it was overwhelming for him. Yeah. It, outweighed that it, had, it, it
0: outweighed
2: it, yeah. It it, outweighed it you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's just that's just generally how things are. So for me, when I was able to start to understand why I was the way I was, it gave me an opportunity to apply change within my life. And that then with, within a moment, Tony, of understanding that, my life started to change. You know, I walked through, I would say, a good 26 years of my life alone I was the guy on a Friday night that phoned everybody to see where they're going out with the hope that they would say yeah we're going out tonight come on and join us I never got a phone call on a Friday night hey Ray we're all going out tonight for a pint you want to come join us I was always trying to fit in okay yeah I would have been the guy on a night out that I would have um you know bought the bag of coke you know and shared it with the guys or you know oh Tony I'll get you this pint just so you'd accept me I was trying to find acceptance okay the problem was it wasn't that other people would didn't accept me, it was because I didn't accept myself. I didn't realise myself. So this journey over the last ten, you know, ten plus year for me has been a journey of self acceptance, yeah. to rea- to realise that I'm absolutely enough. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, and and for me, one of the big things is that I follow different doctors throughout the world. Okay, and I have I didn't go to you know university to study this 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 work, and um, this has been a passion of mine. And um, I I say I'm the I, I'm the director of an amazing organisation, and um which is this what the work that we do is very important. But to, to have lived experience is really, really, really important. Tony, you know what it's mm-hmm. like to go through struggles yeah. when, you, when you can sit down, you know, sit down across from somebody and if they're sharing something with you that you see they're in pain. And when they, when they believe for a moment that you understand them, that in itself can change everything yeah okay so this is where we're at right now okay i do intervention calls where people are in absolute distress despair suicidal i would you know i've cut people down i've bandaged people up resuscitated people all of those sorts of things you know i've done around a thousand of them over the last 10 years and i look at that as when i meet that person i look at that as somebody is almost like the dark night of the soul okay where you're in so much pain and for me that is your true self telling you to stop you're going the wrong way you're looking in all the wrong places what you're looking for is here and it has always been here you know yeah. so that's where it comes back to self-acceptance okay to realize the things that you've done up to this point you're not happy with them you're not proud of them you know but the pain was just so overwhelming that it drove you to those places so if we can the first thing to understand is if we can understand the pain the why what drives us to these things if we can understand that we can also understand ways then to move away from the pain and start to gradually add a bit of comfort into our lives and when we start to do that absolutely everything changes yeah okay so this is maybe for a person that is struggling that has come off the back of you know traumas and whatever form that yeah that your life does not always have to be like that so I said I tried to take my own life 13 years ago. This morning and um, most of my mornings and um, I, I uh, or before before that point, most of the mornings I woke up, I didn't want to be here. But now I wake up and I'm waking up from the, the shouts of my you know twelve week twelve week old boy lying beside my beautiful wife and the next thing my two and a half year old daughter comes running into the room and shouts, get up, get up, the sun's up. And um, that's how my mornings start now. And I work in an organisation that I'm so proud to be a part of. I have these amazing conversations with amazing people like you, and talking about really important subjects. I didn't feel that I was worth any of that. Okay, my head was full, my I was I was full of crap. Yeah. Okay, and it wasn't real. So when I started to make sense of that and realised that, you know what, I'm actually not a bad person. You know, when I started to do that, Tony. Absolutely. Everything changed. Yeah, everything changed. Relationships, you know, the real healthy relationships come into my life, you know, job opportunities, you know, um, uh, opened up to me. Amazing people started to into my life. And uh, from, yeah. from then, everything has just changed. Yeah, so when we're in the middle, middle of it. It's very difficult. You know, it really, really is difficult. But we need to understand the pain first. You know, where is that coming from? What is the root cause? Rather than just focus solely on the behavior. Okay, yeah. Because the behavior is just a symptom. If we're focused on the symptoms, we we'll get nowhere. We need yeah. to get deeper. We need to get to the root. If we get to the root, everything changes. Yeah. You know, so I am in the oh, privileged yeah. position today where, yes, mental health in this sector is very difficult, but the, 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 the optimism, the, the drive for a healthier society outweighs the negativity. You know, Absolutely, I'm in this position today, again, that I see people's lives changing every single yeah. day, yeah. and miracles happen every single day. Yeah, yeah. you know. So if you look for them, you will find them.
0: I, I think, and I think what you're saying there works on a number of levels too. You know, and it's not like change is change is a funny thing. You know, it's not it's not always dramatic too. And like within these scenarios, you know, you know, we're talking to we're kind of talking to everybody. It's like all of us are trying to understand this. And I think like just trying to understand these these issues really can help us kind of move forward. So yeah, that idea around pain, like for sure. I think that there's probably pain in everybody, you know, and, and, and learning to change, like learning to understand where that pain comes from and how to move forward, no matter what, to, in what sort of varying degree is really, really beneficial.
2: Absolutely. We'll always have pain. Pain is not a bad thing. Pain motivates yeah. us. yeah So it does, you know, but as long as it doesn't overwhelm us, mm-hmm. you know, which is the key, you know. So yes. we're really And you've thinking, seen you know,
0: that where people have been at the point where, and you've been at that point where. I've been there. I've been there. I lost, yeah.
2: I lost my brother to it. I lost my brother to it. So yeah. again, I'm not here, some I'm not somebody who's just read this. I've lived it, you know, yeah. through losing my brother and doing, you know, they've been there myself, yeah. you know, but, and my, I honestly believe to my core that my life wasn't worth living. That was a load of crap. My life is absolutely worth it. And each and every person that's living this today is worth living. If we're in a place of discomfort or unease, we're just looking in the wrong places. Happiness and joy and contentment has always been there. It has always been there. You just need a a little help to find it. And this is why organizations like ourselves are set up um, and many amazing other, uh, other organizations that's out there. Honestly, the people the, the most of the people either volunteers or involved in our organization are or people that's come through lived ex- you know have had lived experiences, challenging times in their lives. So if you're a person that has gone through that right now, I'm telling you, if you're ready to meet that and face that discomfort. And, and get a little, little sport, you know, a month, six months, a year down the line, your life's going to completely change. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what the situation is now, I was broke as, I had a penny to my name, I had a beautiful house, I had a beautiful car, and all of these lovely materialistic things when I was in early 20s, and I got got my house repossessed, got my car taken off me, I had to go back home, live with mum and dad, and felt that it was a failure. All of that was obviously a tough experience, but... I'm not in that position today, you know. I'm not in that position today, so I've experienced that roller coaster, you know, many different, you know, things in life. But again, it comes back to the privilege of having these conversations. If we're ready to meet it. We, you know let's meet it and, and again we can change the trajectory of our life you know and um, we just don't need to go to the drink to, to, to get um, a relief for the drugs you find comfort in most areas of your life um, yeah, and yeah. life becomes really 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 amazing yeah. you know and I, I do believe that and, and I and my, my life's great you know it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. great and I'm not here rub rub that yeah, anyone's yeah. nose. I live the other side of it. Yeah. But when I took care of myself But it's an
0: example. It's an example like to show that yeah, whenever you start to accept and, and you can not move forward, you can not change these things.
2: You can not change these things. And I have great like you, Tony, you're you know, feel very privileged to know you, you know, and you're a great person and, and um, that's my life is full of having these conversations with people and, and I meet people as I say that are, are in a difficult position but we help them through that you yeah. know and it's yeah. class and what you're doing what you guys are doing addressing these subjects you know I really admire you for it it's, it's difficult up to this point we generally just brushed it under the carpet you know and, and didn't, yeah. think was, didn't think it was our responsibility to do it but yeah. it's absolutely everyone's responsibility yeah. to meet these things
0: absolutely and like you know we're kind of in uncharted territory here within the community, and certainly I don't have too much knowledge on the subject. So just you know, reaching out to yourself, to the people that we know, to try and just get a small conversation like this today. Um, you know these, you know they share these experiences to try and like understand a little. You know, even just chatting to you, you know that we had a chat last week and to line this conversation up, and and I left it like knowing a little bit more, I think, and just. You know seeing things in a different way and sometimes it's you know skateboarders you know Ray, you'll walk down the street and you'll see a ledge and you'll look at it completely different to how i look at it because i'm a skateboarder you know i see that you see that ledge and you're like i could sit on that or that's you know i go i could skate that i can do a back tail on that well i can't back tail but that's another conversation um so what i'm saying there is you know you know having these conversations Enables us to look at these problems in a, in from a different angle, and that can shine a different light on it, and and help you sort of understand it better, you know. You
2: no, know, and I think you know. when you're talking about that example of the age, what it what it really highlights is we all of us see life differently.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. and uh, it's you know, all valid. Yeah, yeah. it all is valid. But when that becomes a when it really becomes a problem is that we hold on to our beliefs so much you know that i'm right in this scenario yeah. okay that you know and that causes discomfort you know and, and yeah and the, you know, and the micro level leads we conversations that we have and oh this is you need to see it my way to the macro level of our, our governments mm-hmm. and they've been so set in their own ways yeah. that this leads to war and chaos and death yeah. you know but we need to realize is you know even you know one of the t- terms in science that really sits with me is to the best of our knowledge today this is what we believe to be true Okay, so saying, they're not saying this is fact and it'll never change. Yeah. You know, to the best of our knowledge today, this is what I believe to be true. Okay, for instance, that could be used for coronavirus, that could be used for a headache tablet, that could be used for, you know, the, you know the, the the stars in the universe or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just, to the best of our knowledge today, this we believe to be true. Now, for a long time, we thought Earth was the center of the universe. For a long time, we thought that so was flat now i'm not getting the <laughs> flat <out of> <laughs> some people some people still do you know what and they could be right who knows yeah. but to the best of our knowledge a large percentage of people believe that it's not so we see things differently and yeah. um, there's a there's a what is it there's a guy that i i, I am interested in his work and um he, he, he is um it's deepak chopra and he's a physician but he's also again? Sorry? deep deepak chopra he's a deepak. he's a physician he'd be like a spiritual leader he's He you know, he's uh, also an author, but he was getting interviewed by Oprah one day. And Oprah said to him, Deepak, you know, you you've wrote now, you know, over forty books. You're here today to talk about your your latest book, you know, you've lectured throughout the world. Answer me this question. And she paused for a moment and then she said, What do you know for sure? So Oprah asked him, What do you know for sure? And and he paused for a moment and 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 he came back and said, Nothing. The book that I wrote this time last year. I wouldn't write the same book today. Yeah, life changes. Our views on life change, so we need to be open to change. Okay, so where our our views maybe on alcoholism or you know drug addiction or sexual abuse, you know, um, uh, you know, we need to be open to change. If we're open to change. More options come in, we see things differently, we see ways out of scenarios differently. You know, Tanya and I, my wife says if something challenging happens to us, you know, we're in a challenging, difficult situation, we'd always give each other a wee nudge and say, It always works out for us, kid. Yeah. And it always works out for us and we always find a way out or find a way around or through the scenario. Yeah. I want to leave you this three synopsis Tony of, of a thing I heard a while ago that I find that it just really empowers me and I've listened to it maybe a hundred times from a doctor that I follow his name is um, Dr. Zach Bush, um, and I'm fascinated with his work. So Zach is a, a triple board-certified doctor. He specialized in endocrinology, palliative care, and development of chemotherapy. He's no longer no longer specializes in those fields, um, but he talks about this 36-hour shift that he did in the hospital, and he, he also talks about if somebody drops dead, you know, right in front of us, and we try to resuscitate, resuscitate them. Excuse me, resuscitate and bring bring them back. The chances of us recovering that person. Is only six percent. So, you know, if I, out of 100 people that died right in front of us and we resuscitate them all, only tried to them all, only six percent, sex will come back. Okay, so we're really poor at it. And um, so he talks about this one shift where over the course of uh, 36 hours, they had three people, three people that actually passed away. Okay, and they were able to bring them all back. Him and his team were able to bring them all back, and they're like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is never, never mind, you know, one, three. But over the next 30, over that 36-hour period, I went around them all to speak to them, just to see how their stay was. Could make them could make them any more comfortable? Was there anybody that wanted to call? But three there were three completely different people. There was a young 19-year-old backpacker who's traveling around the states. There was a 65-year-old African American pastor, who every day there would have been between 100 to 200 people came and visited him. Every day, he wanted to be off the world. He was loved. He had a purpose. And then we had an elderly um, white lady who was in her uh, late, late 70s. So he said, right, you know, he made a point to go around and speak to him. And he went to the first, you know, first guy and the second man and then the, 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 the elderly lady. And, and he, what really astounded, astounded him or, or he, it really took his breath away was each person met him with three identical things. The three identical scenarios. Okay, they weren't in the same room. Yeah. The first thing was that each and every one of them says, Doc, why did you bring me back? Okay, why did you bring me back? And that really took me, really surprised him. The second thing was, Doc, when, when we stepped, when we crossed over, we stepped into this white light, words would peel. The, the best words we could try to articulate were pale in comparison to what that white light actually was. It felt, it was just, it was just unexplainable, the beauty of it. And the third thing that really, really surprised them was each one of them said in exactly the same words was, once we stepped over and into that white light, for the first time in our lives, we fully accepted ourselves. For the first time in our lives, we let go of all of the imperfections, all of our shortcomings, and realized that we were absolutely enough. Absolutely enough. So why I share that is that if we can reach that point before our death moment, if we can reach that point right now to realize that we are absolutely enough and let go of all of the crap and all of the beliefs that we have about ourselves and realize that we're complete and we are enough and we fully accept and we fully love ourselves and then take that a step further to realize that the person standing next to us is fully enough and we love them completely and let go of all the beliefs that we have around them. You know, for me that really hit me you know, and I have seen that at people's death moments when I've done the interventions. And when, you know, I see them for their true self and to recognize that they're so complete, so perfect, so amazing. But this, their head is taking them to a completely, and the pain is taking them to completely different yeah. place. If we can realize that now, Tony not only Northern Ireland would be a different place to live in, the whole world would be a different place to live in. Yeah. And I have the opportunity and, and the privilege to see that every single day. You know, we're all enough, Tony, yeah. you know, we're all enough, but the crap we see in our phones and the TV, you know, and all of those in society today can take us away from that. Yeah. But your listeners today, if they not, take nothing else away from me ranting here for however <laughs> long it's been is to realize that they're not, they are absolutely enough. If you if you do grind yourself in that everything in your life will change for the better.
0: Yeah, amazing. Thanks, man. Man, we've so we've so much ground. To co- like you know, we're it's a constant work in progress, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, it's all these things and like just we chats like this, man. Like that's that's awesome. Like seriously, thank you.
2: Yeah, uh, no. and I do. It is a privilege to be asked, Tony. Um, to speak you know with you yeah. and, and on, on these difficult subjects i'm know. just
0: i'm i'm like just so like so chuffed that you would take the time to to chat this you know like i we don't we are not by any way like professional <laughs> broadcasters we don't have a big audience you know it's a small audience but like our community is tight and like pe- people do i do believe they all care about each other you know and like i want to see it just you know move forward as best as it can and you know in your story there about accepting yourselves like you know if you can accept yourself accept the person next to you you know we can try and make things a little bit better like you know and and and, you know it works on a number of levels so for me right now you know within the skate community it's about trying to make it a little bit better you know so you know we just got to keep having conversations and keep trying to learn and grow like absolutely that's it we just need to talk for me it's like i i just accept that i don't have answers you know i just i just stay curious and like stay open and just try and navigate it as best i can
2: absolutely yeah
0: do you want to plug any other my My stuff full disclosure here guys like you know i've benefited from uh counseling sessions at My my it's something that i've was like very very privileged to be able to have the benefit of and um i it was something also that i i, I find it hard to maybe i never thought i would have to do something like that you know i thought i was i thought i was kind of like all right but you know sometimes these things you need them and and they're there you know in my mind is absolutely amazing like Service that people can avail of, like what you guys have set up, is mad, like it's so good. So, yeah, Ray, like if anybody wanted to reach out, yeah. like how did you You can give,
2: you give us a call on ot eight four three seven two seven five four nine, 27549, or you can uh, reach us through our website at www.mymy.org.uk. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook, the Facebook page is it's probably all your skaters don't are too cool to go on Facebook we'll put it right <laughs> anyway it's mind your mate and yourself on Facebook or on Instagram it's mymy my, underscore and I, I believe yeah. Um, and yeah we're doing some real cool things guys um, so please engage with us you know yeah. follow us on social media come down and see our social enterprise castle Balance class yeah if it, you it know we do say so ourselves <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. really cool yeah, yeah. and um, yeah l- like what you guys are doing we're just trying to be part of the change yeah be, yeah, the, you know, change, really, be yeah, the change be the change you know because yeah. it's not we can't set about waiting on it yeah. yeah okay we cannot set about we must be the change ourselves yeah. we must push forward ourselves yeah. um, and uh, you know and th- that's where i believe it needs to come from within us um, and to, to, to turn the tide on, on the challenge that we we're faced with today but and i believe we're doing it and i believe yeah, that it should. will be a better place once our day is gone
0: all the work in progress yeah man absolutely exactly yeah thanks so much Ray
2: you're very welcome yeah cheers
0: you are now listening to useless wooden noise all things Irish skateboarding with Ryan and Tony
3: okay so there's the intro folks episode 15 we are back it's We've had a little break, we, you know, thought there wasn't too much to be chatting about, but now the news is building up. Yeah, all
0: all pretty quickly as well, like it was quiet there for a bit, Um, it's really hard to know, I know we said at the start, you know, we were going to try and do this monthly, but there's no point really forcing it if there isn't stuff to talk about, you know. I think like, winter's kind of like pre-season isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. You, you, you expect <laughs> so, there to be
3: less going on in the winter yeah. than you do in the summer, but let, you know, let
0: alone with a pandemic going on as well. So but.
3: yeah, we're we're the I, I think the ends in sight. Like and with the regardless of the pandemic shit, I was just thinking about the clocks changing and shit. Like the the lighter evenings are are brilliant now. Yeah, yeah, for sk- sure. Skating in the daylight and evening,
0: and I think this is probably the first time we've recorded in months in daylight as well yeah I don't know um but yeah there's been last few weeks you know there's been a lot of a lot of cool things happening amongst across the scene across products and news press videos all that so yeah we're stoked to be back and stoked to get back into it before we go ahead with the usual proceedings um we'll have a bit of housekeeping here to do and just maybe a uh, a new sort of, I don't know. We're at episode fifteen. I think some of the the followers count on Instagram's gone up a bit, and there's been Woo-hoo. a bit of press recently. So, might be a good time to reintroduce ourselves and the podcast. Um, just because there might be some new listeners out there. So, if you are new, um, thanks for hitting play and joining us. Um, yeah. So yeah, uses with noise. We're just an Irish skate podcast so the idea really was myself, Tony Moore and Ryan O'Neill here or we're just breaking down all the news and happenings that are going on across the, the Irish skate scene. Um, you know we're trying to cover all the companies that are out there, the events that are happening um, and some news across the sort of the parks and stuff as well just as a just to create a sort of platform to speak about all those things to get it out there to as many people as possible um so yeah i think like from we started that that was the goal it's kind of it seems to be working well so here we are episode 15 and um yeah it's all good it's all good but yeah as well another thing that i, I suppose a good thing to mention with that as well we're kind of focused on not only the future of our skateboarding but we're very much celebrate the past as well you know sort of communicating that to the the audience too so yeah if you're new buckle in um it can be a bumpy ride at times but uh yeah (laughs) and for anybody who's listening there and has been listening um thanks for the support and um yeah we really appreciate it you know tony's trying
3: to make us cry before we start here
0: yeah yeah. oh man i'm just hyped like you know yeah always always Uh, gets me stoked i've been in a bit of escape funk recently so um I've been super hyped today because talking about just good shit going on just gets me hyped, you know?
3: It's it's good for us too. Like, once we start chatting and stop thinking that we're recording ourselves talk and we get in the zone here, it actually isn't too bad. But at the moment, I feel like I'm a bit... Don't know what to say or what the fuck to talk about. So That's
0: yeah, all good. So, yeah, we got... Um, before we get into the news, there's quite a bit to get through here at the yeah. minute because we yeah. did take a bit of a break there. Um, uh, before we go get into those things, um, a little bit of usage with noise, housekeeping, yeah, so boy. since since we last spoke, um, last episode we mentioned pins, um, our, our sort of little fundraiser drive that we were doing, um,
3: yeah we got some updates on that, um, it's been going good, yeah it has, it has, it's been going good, uh, there's been people all over Ireland, a few uh, friends in England as well have been buying them, so there's like think i've got like six left here maybe you've got the same yep. so they're nearly sold out if anyone still wants one you know you, you'll probably need to they might they might even be gone by the time this their airwaves but yeah being good uh interest from all the listeners for the getting sold the pins so we're hyped on them like yeah and uh we hope you are all too yeah great great response on them so guys
0: yeah get in get in those last orders there because um, so we 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 just want to get it wrapped up as well and get that donation across to to um that food bank that we were we were gonna be donating to up here in Belfast. So yeah, thanks to everybody who supported and um hope you all like your pins. The pin thing, should we talk about that? The little pin trick? Oh yeah,
3: yeah. when we first I think last episode we talked about the pins and I made this big pin disclaimer about uh you know, watch you don't rub anything up against your pin, or it'll pop off your your jumper. And then, like a day later, I had, I had my chief wig and wiggy smalls, and it popped off going into Port of Wiggy skate park. Oh. Got got back home, I was like, ah, oh. broken hearted. My pin. So you had lost, gone.
0: you completely lost it.
3: Yeah. So oh. Tony had, I don't know where Tony who had these little things. Was a friend, uh, Billy Woods. Shout out, Billy. Yeah, big up, Billy. So Billy had these uh, little like clamp things you screw on with an allen key so that uh the the thing that comes with our is like a safety pin style pop on and off thing which pops on pretty pretty on and off pretty easily so we got these little uh, allen key clamp things that don't come off for shit you're more likely to put your jacket apart and you lose your pin
0: total game changer yeah yeah, yep. yeah. Um, they're—I don't even know what they're called, but yeah, like they—they are, clamps. Su- they are su- pin clamps. Yeah, they're yeah, secured on there. So, like, I work. i have got a couple of jackets. I—I I paint in, and I like have my pin badges on them. But I'm so paranoid I'm going to lose them. Like, so actually, the first day I popped on, I used this wooden noise pin. I was skating, and it fell off, and I actually. Somehow, like I lost the back of it, but not the front. So I put my hand in my pocket and I was like, Oh, shit!" that the back of that came off and lost the back, but not the front. So I got lucky, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, those little pin backers
3: are so good, yeah. So look out, look after your pins, boys and yeah, girls,
0: exactly. So, yeah, um, great news all around on the pins, a success. Stoked to do some more of that stuff, too. Yeah. Um, so the next thing, the next little bit of housekeeping. We had last episode, our first <laughs> useless wooden noise giveaway. Yeah. We had some really generous, anonymous donators that give us some really cool prizes. I think last month was a set of wheels, is that right? Was the kind of yeah, main yeah. thing we were giving well, away? Well that was the main
3: thing, but there was a, like Ribbon ended up scoring the shed load of swag, didn't he? Mm-hmm. There was like your, your zines, stickers, socks. <laughs> Van socks, some T-shirts. You got a load of gear anyway.
0: Ruben Russell was our first winner. We've got. We're going to announce our second winner here. We had another giveaway last episode. The Speedy Gonzalez, Andale, Bearings comp. We've we've drawn a winner. Did we? We just shout it out, or what? what yeah, yeah, I just
3: there? shout it out. It was so close to being Ruben Russell again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll post
0: the video. Oh my goodness, I was. Yeah, you'll see it. Ruben nearly won again. Right, so we've done the we've done the uh, we've done the draw for for this comp, uh, and we're happy to announce drumroll. <laughs> yeah, the winner of comp two
3: is Adam Callan. Adam Callan, hit us up, I will hit you. <laughs> so what have what have we got? We've got the Andale bearings. I've got uh, the first issue of Skateboarders Companion. Whoa. I got an extra one of those it has Ryan written on it but sure I'm sure you can live with that I've got some there's some stickers there as well
0: yeah I've got loads of stickers and some other stuff I can chuck into but um it'll all be good so yeah Adam get in touch let us know your how to get you all right uh, that's our housekeeping for this episode um before we get into some news We've got uh, another couple of Useless Wooden questions to get through. This month, we've got some, like, these are two good ones, two heavy hitters. I'll not spoil the second one. The first one we got right here, one of Cork's very finest, um, Ross
4: Doyle. Let's go. Useless Wooden wooden
5: questions. What is your name and where are you from?
4: Ross Doyle, and I'm from Cork City.
5: What's your go-to spot?
4: My go-to spot is ledges on Grand Parade in Cork and my go-to park is the Merdike.
5: What is your go-to trick?
4: My go-to trick on flat would be a tray flip and then down something would be a hard flip.
5: Who is your favorite current Irish skateboarder? And why, why, why?
4: Oh man, it's so hard to choose just one because so many of the homies are killing it at the moment. If I had to pick just one, it'd be Keane's. Just style, trick selection. He's been killing it for so long now and he's a gent as well.
5: Who is your favourite all-time Irish skateboarder?
4: Probably be Nicky O'Keefe, man. He brought us all up from the start in Cork. taught us all how to skate back in Touchwood when we were all really young. So I owe a lot to him. And he was killing it back then as well. He used to be so sick to watch him skate.
5: What is your current setup?
4: At the moment, I'm just skating a blank shot deck. 825, uh, 148, Thunder, Trucks, just the standard ones Uh, creepy A54, mill wheels, Reds bearings, Jessup grip and just Allen key hardware.
5: Tell us about your first setup.
4: So when I started skating, I just started on like a Smiths board for like a tenner or something. And then my first like proper complete I got was an enough complete board my dad got from me online like 10 years ago now. It was just on a place called Skate Asylum, I think it was called at the time. But the first setup that I made, like myself, I think I got... Yeah, I definitely got it all in touch wood. It was a foundation board, royal trucks, fracture wheels, girl bearings. Oh man. Oh yeah, girl grip tape. It was like that grip that had the little stencil cut out in the middle. Anybody that started skating in Cork around that time, they know they know the one i'm on about
5: what's your favorite thing about irish skating
4: man the scene for sure i love how tight it is like everybody knows everybody i think it really hit when um i went to Bercy for the first time three years ago and uh, myself and owen my homie went over and we met up with shane carlos Kieran and Giuliano at the time they were in a house on rambla and it was our first time going to Bercy, and it just felt like we knew the boys for years like the minute we got there we'd met each other at like all Ireland or whatever just text on instagram but man after chilling with the boys for like a week it just felt like being with the homies back home like it's just such a click straight away it's sick that everyone's like family
5: useless wooden noise thanks you for your answers any final shout outs or messages to the irish skateboard masses
4: yeah man shout all the homies killing it big love you know who you are and uh, prime time in DC as well for keeping me stocked up. Really appreciate it. As well, nice one, Ryan and Tony for having me on. Big up, keep doing your thing. Useless
5: wooden, wooden
4: quest he's a
3: He's a real like nice, well-spoken, uh, quiet kind of chap. Like, you didn't expect him. I I was expecting him to be a nutcase when I met him.
0: <laughs> no, he's a total, total gentleman. Like. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. so much, Ross.
3: Yeah, shout out Ross. <laughs> yeah that
0: was that was sick uh, yeah we've another another uh, little dose of useless wooden questions later in the episode and yeah another another heavy header for sure stay tuned we got uh we get into some news yeah okay right at the top here of our news we're gonna get through a couple of little skate park matters that are happening across country uh first up um there is a new site for a park has been identified so i guess this article is saying you know it's not it actually doesn't say that it's 100% happening but i mean the worst yeah they've identified the site so uh, basically new park new skate park happening in castle bar uh, site at loch lana so i'm not too familiar where that is but i'm sure if you are down around mayo or sligo maybe you know where that is and hopefully that's good news to you
3: yeah yeah, speaking of new parks, as well as uh Conant, Limerick, there's one in Moreau, I think the place is called. It's just outside of Limerick. Uh I saw Mark Long and the boys hitting it up, chucked him a message and yeah, he said it's uh, it's been finished a while but they only just took the fences down recently. So if you're in the fucking Limerick area, I'm sure you probably already know about it, but if you're visiting hit that place up, it's a little little place but looks nice to skate. Looks fun. Nice A-frame. The boys are all hitting up mad flips over that shit, so... We banked the ledge. Yeah. Oh, fucking DC Keynes. Shove it. hmm Shove a keg grind fakey or what? It, I can't even remember what it was. It was tight. Looks oh, like, yeah. What I other? There's Parks Galore. Kilkenny as well. Mm-hmm. I'd, there was uh, Paradicals or something. They post stuff from there. Oh. I'd, I'd ask the guy to send us some photos, but he hasn't yet. But I'm sure he will soon. Just to get a good... Like I've seen footage of it, but I haven't seen a good fo- photo of like the layout or what anything looks like, if you know what I mean, as a whole, rather than, you know, separate bits. Those are that. uh, those new park, the new park in Puerto Vogue, I've been hitting it up quite a bit. It's good shit. Like you, we skated it and then mm-hmm. I've skated it a couple of times since. Like if you can get a session there without any kids and that, it's good fun. But
0: well, the kids down there, they're pretty, um, pretty sound though. They're not like,
3: yeah, they've no idea what's right. going on. They just get out of the way yeah they're dead on
0: yeah that Limerick Park man like it looks like the boys have already sort of shut it down like but it'll be <laughs> it'll be really good you know that's going to serve them guys so well and like it'll be yeah. cool, to, cool to see what other mad shit they managed to do at that place um, and yeah. so yeah and a last little bit of park news um, we might have mentioned this park ages ago it's been in the mix like for a while um, but you know it keeps kind of it's you know it's like that castle bar thing we're saying you know the site's been identified but they haven't aren't actually saying that it's being built they aren't saying that there's no completion date. so there's a lot of stages to these things and um one of those sort of similar scenarios is the Newton Abbey park up here in northern ireland um, Newton new uh, for those of you who don't know is just a kind of little like um it's not a suburb is it? it's like it's only little it town is, yeah. isn't it yeah um, It's just a
3: suburb of belfast yeah
0: like it is part of belfast isn't it yeah, but it's like yeah. greater belfast so, i think so
3: yeah
0: like kind of north of belfast um but yeah they're getting um a fairly substantial park and now it got set back Uh, a little while ago and had to go back to tender Um, but recently there within the last couple of weeks it's been all sort of like signed off on and confirmed so it's going ahead and um, it looks really good like we myself and Ryan are luckily you know members of Skateboard NI and we've been privy to the designs and it looks yeah. ridiculous
3: yeah yeah we I, I think we thought for a while that i thought that you know they had to start all that again but turns out that the the design has been finalized so now they just need to get whoever's building the place and that's it so fingers crossed that was all good news there new parks hitting the all ends of the country so reckless park in Gorey are you know falling on hard times here so during covid the park was obviously closed and now the boys be struggling, so they're trying to raise fifty thousand euro to try and help themselves stay open. They've got just over ten grand already, so that's you know a fifth of the way there. But you know, any penny will help these folks. So if you go on there, they have a GoFundMe where you can donate, donate fifty p, donate fifty quid, whatever you can. They had like a live DJ set that they were streaming on YouTube as well, you know, to try and raise money. Good cause, help the boys keep the park open. Throw them some some moolah. One
0: of the only indoor facilities in the country, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one in Slago. I don't know what the deal is with that. Zero gravity, I think it's... Limerick's gone. Yeah. Nothing in Dublin. Sure there isn't indoors? No. So it's kind of the only one. Hold up. Oh, wait. (laughs) yep, (laughs) Derry. We're thinking... We're we're remembering things on the fly here.
0: Yeah.
3: It looks like the basement skate shop and joe hill have teamed up and got a space for a skate park i think it's a little place to start with joe had said joe was saying to me but if they can persuade the people that own the building to give them a bit more space if the if it becomes popular then maybe you know there's a chance for an extension on there damn so that's you know that's great for the for Derry as well like
0: yeah, same the the scene seems to be thriving like so hopefully mm. that'll be well attended and they'll get a, a little bit more room
3: up there but it looks tight like it looks good plenty of little land big things you know not not everything's too gnarly for us over the hills buds <laughs> big
0: up joe and basement so that was all our kind of skate park news there haphazard as as always
3: no other skate parks that were Oh, no, jeepers, there's probably mention.
0: something that we haven't there's not many popping up.
3: Sure, tune in the episode sixteen for the updated skate park list.
0: Yeah, something something new here from the Goblin team. They recently uploaded a lengthy blog post um, featuring a number of a number yeah, a number of written submissions from the Irish skate community and beyond, I suppose. If you go to goblinmagazine.com, you'll find it on their blog and I think it's the most recent post, but uh, it it was great. I I haven't read them all. They got there's about twenty there. Yeah, but you've got like Andrew Gibbons, Gibbo. He's got one beach beach skateboards. They've they've written in, and yeah, it's it's great. Like it's really good. But um, one one of them like actually just before we started recording here, I was just having another little, uh, read through and down towards the bottom. There is one from someone called Luca McAleese and I read it and like it nearly brought tears to my eyes like I was, it's so cute it's like and they've they've kept it in as a handwritten one as well but uh, I just want to read out here because it's it's cool and I think it really like it, I don't know maybe it's kind of how I felt whenever I started skateboarding or something so. I'll read it out here.
3: Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Tony's going to have to get his tissues I early
0: here. I know, I know, I've got them, don't worry. Um, skating during a pandemic. I started skating at the start of the pandemic because my dad used to skate and also purely to keep me busy. As soon as I started, I fell in love and couldn't stop. I ignored my schoolwork to skate and I still love it. I've met some of the coolest and soundest people who I'm glad to call my friends and have had some of my most fun with. They know who they are and thank you. But skating has kept me busy and gave me fun. Who knew you could have so much fun with a piece of wood with wheels?
3: None of us knew that, did we? <laughs> I
0: thought that was that that got me like it was so good. Um, yeah. So yeah, but you know, we got a uh, a bunch of other ones there so yeah go go and check that out it's a really good read another w- little bit of um goblin news i noticed the palomino club are now stocking the transition scene that the guys put out um late last year yeah if you didn't get your hands on that you can get it at palomino um and that's great for them you know because it's one of them shops like you know i shop quite frequently on it and you would just pick up some random scene mag from some random place, so hopefully that'll um go out to lots of different people all around the world yeah, all around yeah. the world, yeah yeah um, yep. yeah, so yeah, nice one goblin, and nice one, Luca
6: <laughs> gobble gobble, yeah,
3: so what's happening in to tony they're they're raising money,
0: yeah, drawda skaters um on Instagram, I noticed that a lot of the guys down there, shout out all the Drogada the skaters. They're like such, I'm, I've only been down there like once, but they were also so welcoming and so nice. Yeah, like they're yeah. so, so sound. I can't wait to get back down there. Yeah. Um, But I noticed that they had been working with, um, or they've been doing this like fundraiser with a charity uh, called So Sad. Uh, so sad, Ireland, and um, the idea is really to just try and. I think it's really based in all wheeled sports, but uh, notice the skaters down there have, have have adopted it and are doing it, and it's kind of like you practice for you know you skate every day for thirty yeah. days and try and get better at something that you want to get better at. So it's not like you know everybody has to hard flip a tent there or you know <laughs> do something gnarly. It's just yeah, whatever. It's a little bit for yourself yeah exactly so um and by doing that you know you're posting every day and you're using the hashtag and you're uh, raising awareness um for the charity it's a it's a mental health charity um, so they're raising money if you search the hashtag um hashtag so sad escape for so sad um, and that's for the number four skate four. So sad. Uh, yeah. If you ch- if you search that, you'll find it, and you'll get you'll find your way to the campaign pages. But the guys are going great. So it's a thirty day virtual challenge. They're sort of as of recording, they're about twelve days in, and they've already smashed their goal. So the goal was a thousand euros, and they're already at fifteen hundred euros. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I just thought it was a really good little. Uh, fundraiser and worth shouting about. So if you're, you want to give to that, do so. Yeah. And the guys as well as that. So sad. Actually, I was chatting to a lady called Siobhan. That's so sad about about this campaign, and she'd mentioned that off the back of it, they're trying to help um the skaters um get lights for their park down there. Um. So there's a petition. We will yeah. share that petition. Um, yeah. Do you know more about that? Had you seen
3: it? Just seen the petition and signed it myself, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll link it up in our show notes and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, every freaking skate park needs lights. You can't yeah. have a s- freaking skate park with no lights. What are you just playing at, at the Console?
0: I know. they. Hopefully, they'll get them. Uh, like, we were skating about Bridge Park recently. And oh, yeah, you were saying. I was yeah commenting on just how good the lights are there. Like, you know, bridges... Their lights are terrible. Yeah. Um. And the fact that
3: there's nine thousand shoes thrown up around the light probably yeah, doesn't help. That.
0: Yeah, true. Fingers crossed. draw to get their lights for the park. Yeah. Fingers and crossed. Future reference for anybody who's making a park in Ireland, just put flipping good lights on it.
3: Yeah. We want those ones from like the football stadiums where you know you have, eight shadows or whatever.
0: If you look at them, your eyes will just fall off your face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right.
0: Last little bit of news here. We just want to talk about
3: Boganzine. Yeah. So we had Jay on last episode, and Jay Doris' tales of yore. Yeah, it went down a fucking storm. Uh, everyone, anyone that messaged us on instead was all that was that was brilliant. Like Doris get his own reality TV show. We're keeping up with the Dorises.
0: I know. Big time. Nobody and he, and that's, that's been the cool thing, like, since that last episode, and this is what we kind of want to touch on, is the sort of Boggansian res- resurgence on Instagram. Like, yeah. you know, he's been posting loads, he's been giving, like, really cool insights into, like, the wizard mag, sort of, yes the, the wizard volcano, uh, the volcano spot and is that in Donegal or is that in Derry?
3: That's in Derry. Yeah. Well, so was in Derry, RIP.
0: Yeah. He's... Yeah, he's just going off on. Nah, um, he, he
3: decided to z- bring up his own hashtag, uh, National Clean Day, yeah, with, yeah. with with a couple of days of posts dedicated to Connor Lin, his yeah. frontside flip on the volcano, uh, kickflip lip with Victoria Handrail, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and he, Clean probably hasn't seen any of it because he's not on Instagram.
3: Yeah, I might, I'll have it to send Clean some. Some of those clips and see what he's thinking. See
0: see if he gives a fuck or not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we just wanted to thank Jay. Yeah. Um and hopefully hopefully be back at some point as well with some more stories. Sort of his his corner in the podcast is always always open. So if you haven't checked out Boggin, like on Instagram, give it a follow. It's a must like. Uh yeah, so all that boggin chat, you know, kinda leads nicely into our next um, section of the podcast, and yeah. some product news because the first one on the list is
3: is boggging related just off the back of Instagram, I think George was getting a bit of interest and he's teamed up with foz from heroin skateboards the I don't know how long you have all been skating for, but heroin skateboards and Foz's artwork go hand in hand you know that he his he's the distinguishing artiste behind it all so I guess he was a fan of Bogginsine or a friend of Dord's at one point, and he has given a a fuzz style graphic for Bogginsine, 20 year anniversary.
0: Yeah, it's so sick. So sick. And um, Dord's took some pre orders for shirts, and yeah,
3: and they're going out, and you can't get them. We, we're shouting it out, and he has said that that was it. Like, once they're gone, they're gone. But if there's enough interest, so if you're listening to this, and you fancy a, a Bogganzine t-shirt, send towards a DM saying, show me the t-shirts. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, you know, if he gets enough orders, he'll screen print up a, b- another batch. I was straight on the DMs, like. I was as well. I got mine ordered. Did you go
0: short sleeve or long sleeve? I went short sleeve, I think. Oh, I went long. Oof. They cover up these gorilla arms, you know what I mean? <laughs> <carry on>? no. <laughs> I don't know why I went long sleeve, but anyway. We don't need to get into that. They're sick. I'm so yeah. hyped. Yeah. Like, hyped. Whenever I saw it, I was like, What the fuck? Like Foss, like for me, you know, coming from the sort of creative side of things, like I actually reached out to Foss years ago and he helped me with a uni project. He's such a sound dude and his artwork's rad and everything he's done, you know, landscape, heroin, altamont. Loves it's laybacks. just Yeah and fucking mad patches on his trousers <laughs> yeah. he's in the he's in like japanese culture as well like the dude is fucking rad so that that sort of that is the dream team right there it's like it's crazy and i love the i love the the wording on it i think it says is it london la muff is that london? yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so uh yeah guys yeah hit him up like if you just want one just keep pestering him and he'll have to do some more you know yeah yeah. unlimited edition
3: <laughs> unlimited limited edition I'm only doing 20 of these unless another 20 people come forward and say they want them then I'm doing 40 yeah <laughs> <laughs> so shout outs Dords yeah nice one Dords other new gear I mean, do we really know what stay going is we know big Carl's involved because he was giving it the stay going pump on his, uh, his questions tip so See, the boys have got t-shirts out. Just stay going, logo, Coming out of Dublin.
0: That's it. I just wanted to give it a shout out. Like, I think it's kind of the homies in Dublin, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: Young homies in Dublin doing their thing. If you want one of their teas, hit them a DM. Stay going. Stay going. Um, what's this? We've
3: got a new company. Big Slice. Slice it up. Yeah, the Slice. Well... Yeah, so the boys at Slice they got some hats, they got some t-shirts I think it looks like they're going to have boards at some point soon, so that's another one just Slice skateboards on Instagram give them a follow and uh, you'll be up to date.
0: Back down to Dublin then, nah, nah have thrown a mad homeware curveball at us they they came out with the hats with the t-shirts, with the hoodies, (laughs) all yeah great, sick, and then they blew us away with so a couple of board graphics and we were like whoa. And then all of a sudden now they've they've made us all go whoa again because they've brought out vases and yeah. jugs. Yeah. And yeah. we, we I, I think we did actually touch on this before. And um, we there was prototypes. Yeah, but,
3: there was prototypes, but I don't think they were for sale at that point, but they are now,
0: aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so nastor.com and you can pick up um you can pick up their range of um ceramics. So, um, they there's there's like six different ones, um, they're super nice, like really really cool, and and they they really fit in with that sort of world, that sort of like light, colorful, whimsical world that yeah that they've created there, and they're really cool. So yeah, you can check them out at uh, nastor.com Um yeah, there's vases and jugs. Yeah, they're sick. I love them. Get them while can. And while we're talking about nah, I have to send out a big thank you to the guys Cheers. for Cheers boys. Yeah, um graced us with a couple of uh T shirts for our for our backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we will rep we will rep hard. Um, I've been
3: wearing mine today.
0: Oh yeah cool. How'd how to fit? How to fit? Yeah, good,
3: good, good, yeah. They're they're not just your average Gilding T shirt, like these are high quality gear, so yeah, they're yeah, good. Good Manu- shit.
0: Made and manufactured in Portugal.
3: Yeah, so I believe.
0: The the good fit. Is that the wee embroidered one? Yeah. Well, you got the white one. Did I get the blue one? Yeah, you got the blue Sick. one. Sick. It brings out my eyes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My eyes are brown. <laughs>
3: you are flicker in there? You were like... <laughs>
0: Yeah no guys thanks so much I'm yeah. like I was so hyped whenever you told me I was like whoa yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah hippy hippy sent me like a video like an unboxing video and I was like <laughs> whoa like the sort of like teenage Tony would have
3: just be so hyped. Cheers then cheers to the good folks at Nah they're they're killing it.
0: Last but lo- last but not
3: least our friend everybody's friend Big Stew collab I've already fluffed the instagram post about it so you're gonna have to break this one down because this
0: is yeah this is the this is sort of last on our list of the product um news i think i maybe put it to the to the end of the list because there's a lot it's the collab on top of collab sort of thing here so i gotta try and get it right big stew friend of the podcast friend of all of irish skateboarding stew stew as we all know um has shot some of the most uh Yeah, iconic and important photographs in Irish skateboarding. Blackbones is a musical outfit, DJ duo. Their record label is Touch Sensitive, which is a Belfast based label. Um, And Touch Sensitive are quite friendly with the guys at Never Never. So they all kind of merged it together and gave birth to this long sleeve shirt, um, which has Stu's image printed on the back um and it's a fairly high quality garment that you can get at nevernever.com um yeah and it's it's sick like the print quality i was talking to the guy i've been i was chatting to the record label and i was chatting to the guys at never never and they're all super stoked on it they're really like hyped on the print quality like um of the image as well like to get some of them Darker colors and stuff. Yeah, it's just sick. So, um, really good to see and great to see Stu's um, image. You know, Stu's work getting getting out there like that.
3: Yeah. So to sum all that up, nevernever.com, big Stu.
0: Yeah. Another bit of another bit of Stu news and um, to bridge the gap from the products and the, our media
3: section. So as well as the big Stu T-shirt collab. Uh, format perspective was a, uh, a skateboard documentary by Phil Evans and it was like showcasing different photographers in different parts of the country in, in the world sorry not the country in the world so we had like X2 had a part Rich Gilligan had a part other dudes who I can't remember the name of to be honest had parts so the whole video isn't online you can rent it off Vimeo but uh, Phil has pitched big stew's part online so you get like nine minutes of big stew talking about his the photos and you know just different stuff and then skating like you know getting low to the ground and slowing down your movements and you know people <laughs> <laughs> don't worry stu has been minced about that before but yeah so from my perspective big stew get it while you can
0: yeah, if you don't have per- format perspective, maybe do buy it on on Vimeo. It's like it's,
3: it's a pound. It's for so good. Twenty four hour stream or eight forty nine for a stream and download anytime. So yeah, it's great. It's one of
0: Phil's best projects in in my opinion. Like for sure.
3: What other media is there?
0: Media recently, um, Killing Time brought out an edit. Killing time.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, public space. It was uh, all filmed in and around Portobello.
0: Yeah, man, it was so good. have um, like all the heavy hitters in that in that edit, um, bit of drone footage. Yeah. Bit of ledge tech.
3: Just, just the right amount of drone footage.
0: Yeah, I you know, for sure, for sure. Um, it I think it was, you know, I I think probably Dion wouldn't have used drone footage normally, but because they yeah. were focusing on that on that spot. In particular yeah. it was kind of made sense to try and show it in its entirety like from that view and um but you you were chatting away to dion we were trying to get a bit of a a lowdown on sort of the why and how that all came came
3: about yeah the bo- the boys have been getting grief basically for skating there um because
0: it's on its I've, way out I've, that spot I, yeah i
3: think that the spot's under under threat like you know we talked about it before the public spaces under threat talking about building hotels you know and And uh, in the city center, and basically the boys are kind of shitting it a wee bit. They're not going to have too many plaza-style spots, and you know Portobello is one of the last in the city. So
0: yeah, so Um, it's like it's it's a really interesting piece because you know obviously it's kind of like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is sick. This is like a last edit of the the spot, but it's also like a way to show people outside of skateboarding like here this is this is why this place is important you know don't fucking take it away so it's like you know it could it can actually end up being one or the other it's going to be this thing that helps them get away from the threat or it could end up being like the last sort of you know edit from the space so it's really good like it's cool to see it's cool to see a skate edit go out that has like a sort of like
3: uh, a bigger meaning
0: yeah, yeah yeah and and yeah it was sick and obviously you know there's just absolutely class skating in it as well like we that goes as I'd say like anything that those guys put out it's always top drawer like
3: so people can find that on the old
0: on the YouTubes man yeah whenever I was messaging you like Crazy when that thing was, because uh, I thought it was another one of them live chat ones, but it wasn't. <laughs> so did I. So did I. That's but, how I was
3: trying to get on there for cloud card.
0: It was really hard to find on the, because I think there's a semicolon in yeah, the name. Is. Um. So yeah, but you'll find it if you type in "Killing Time Skateboards Public Spaces." Um.
3: Yeah, in the YouTube. Yeah, good work, lads. Good work, Dion. Yeah, so good. So good. Uh, so coming out of Dublin as well. It's slightly longer ago in February. Uh, the Fuck Yeah Skateboard squad had a, you know, one of those little online YouTube premieres for their edit called Beecher. Yeah, it was done. Uh, just all the squad: Carlos, Cara, Shane, Sam, O'Shane, Ains, Luke, Croon, Nathan, Tracy, killing it in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can check that one out on YouTube as well. Get it. Yeah, so something we kinda missed somehow. Uh fuck yeah, had a new graphic out. Uh Michael in between Mc- in
0: between episodes I think it was man.
3: Yeah, yeah. Michael McMaster jumped on the art and threw them some shh so yeah. What's it called? Damn it. Lunch is served. <laughs> Got that, that deli deli daydream there going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're probably all sold out now. Yeah,
3: yeah, they probably have. Oh, Fuck sake, and
0: those guys have a, a good following down there. It's good to see. Uh, but yeah, they killed it on the edit, and I'm stoked to see some more. We just needed to give that a little shout out because we missed it there in between the yeah. episodes. Uh,
3: so other other media, not your not your regular media, a bit of press. Yeah, we'll start with the skateboarders. Yeah. Right, so basically the ladies have got a whole article in the Irish Times and they're online, but it was uh, in print too, wasn't it? Yeah, as far as I know.
0: I haven't seen the printed one. The article, the online article that I read, it's great. It kind of gives a background into the group and how it started and how it changed over time and and really how it's grown. And um, yeah, there's bunch of photographs taken by um, a few different people and a little video there to accompany it, it as well. And um, they kind of just um, focuses on a couple of members of the group. Um, Ali's there, and um, which who we ch- we, ch- we, ch- we chatted to actually then when we had them on on one of our previous episodes. And um, so, yeah, like. It's, I don't know, it's hard to sum this one up. It's so good, like, it's so good that this happened and they're getting this publicity, you know? Like, obviously yeah. we've spoke about the rise of, of of skateboarding amongst both this sort of, um, amongst girls and women and also the LGBTQ plus scene. Um, and it's just, yeah, it just helps, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure um it's great it's great press and it's always good you know for an outside audience to get a kind of a, a heads up on what's going on um within skateboarding it's things like these that like invisibly probably help us a bit you know all of us in some weird way or another yeah and um, whether it's like just telling a parent that like oh skateboarding's sweet or it's like you know maybe somebody has a project and they want to use skateboarders then because you know it's in their it's in their mind so yeah it's such a cool article and um, congrats to those guys you know
3: yeah so other media staff uh, Tony doesn't really, <laughs> Tony's going beat talking about it now so dig with a magazine Tony <laughs> tell us yeah. something about it
0: yeah yeah yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, another bit of
0: press. Uh, this time up here. Yeah, myself and the boys that I skate with, um, teamed up with a local music mag, Dig with it. Um yeah. they are they're primarily a music mag, but they also sort of focus on as it says on their sort of masthead or you know their title, yeah, uh, Nordic culture, so um kind of anything DIY or sort of like Lefty, you know subcultures—they're interested in all those things. So, the music scene's kind of struggling at the minute. So they thought, mm, well, yeah. So um, they thought, well, skateboarding's pretty positive, and like you know what's happening there. So they asked us to to write about the scene and what's happening in the yeah. north. So yeah. it was cool. Like you know, I I got to write an article that really just shouted everybody out. You know, so yeah, um, it was.
3: I thought it was a nice little snippet into sort of some workings of what's going on in skateboarding in Belfast. Like,
0: Yeah, that was kind of the idea. And beyond, you know, I was able to, I was able to shoehorn in, like, high rollers and I was able to get, um, like, the basement skate shop as well. I, mean, I was able to sort of, like, name drop a few people like that. So, yeah, like, there's an interview with us as well and a couple of other little bits there in, like, a section which is, like, you know all about skateboarding um, well,
3: and but, there was an interview as well with you and friars i don't know if anyone knows that name he's just he he skates from port rush and he's also in bands and he's talking about you know how he started skating and his relationship with band you know how that linked up with being in a band and stuff like that
0: yeah yeah it was cool um so yeah and then the guys the mag showed up and we're on the flipping front cover yeah, oh, boys. So scoundered, like but, uh, <laughs> these things happen. You know, it'd be a cool one to look yeah. back on. But yeah, yeah, like yeah, like sure. I said with the skateboards thing. You know, any sort of like, it's good to be able to sort of like explain skateboarding to an yeah. outside audience. Yeah, from yeah. our yeah. point yeah. of view, you know, like yeah. it was those guys could have the guys at the magazine could have turned yeah. around and tried to do it themselves you know and it it never really works so it's better that they asked us to do it and you know i was a bit reluctant at first if i'm honest because i thought they wanted an interview with us and i was like there's no point in that like
3: well i think uh, they they did it just right like it was a good mix of like it was kind of like an interview but it was also them putting their spin on what you guys were doing so yeah yeah, like that worked worked pretty well for me
0: that bit that bit i was like yeah whatever but Cause I don't really like talking about it myself, but yeah. you know we got to get we we got the writer by um the scene here and like it was a really cool like it was a fun project we had two weeks to do it. Me and Trev went out and we organized to meet up with like just a bunch of heads from the scene and like tried to get not like the usual suspects so to speak. Yeah, no, you know? that's,
3: that's yeah, that's a good way to do it. So play.
0: we Trev had a mic and I just sat and chatted. For like a while with like Olivia, Mikey, um, Matt, Cheese uh, String, also chatting Rory, uh, Alfie, um, Goatman, uh, Ethan. Um, so yeah, like thanks to all those guys for getting involved. I was ha- like happy to, to be able to get them all, a copy them yeah. as well. Like, but um, if you guys want to check that out check look up dig with it magazine um i think you can just get it on their online store
3: um so,
0: yeah it's like yeah. a fiver or something like that it's cheap as fuck yeah it's cool i'm like well, it should be a nice one to look back on yeah and before we move forward can we just give a wee shout out to deal
3: we can shout deal out yes
0: i just want i just <laughs> i put this in the notes i just like fucking deal's killing it man like he's shooting like non-stop and like what he's doing is just class, like before, like b- before he was back on the scene, like nobody was shooting that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's no really just docu- that much. yeah. He's documenting everything, and it's just throughout like, the
3: whole rad. country. Like nobody's really shooting photos out there,
0: like. So I don't know. I just wanted to shout him out Mike because, I don't know. I appreciate what he does.
3: Yeah, it's big up, deal.
0: Big up, deal. Hit him up on Instagram. Give him some props.
3: Show some love. Yeah. Send him a DM and say you're going to throw some hammers down to yeah. steps or something like that. He'll be there to take the photo. Or buy some prints off him. Yeah.
0: All right, moving on. We've got our second dose of useless wooden questions. Another heavy hitter, as I said earlier in the show. We have the one and only owner of Bortico Skateboards,
6: Wayne Gallagher. Yeah. Useless, useless
5: wooden, wooden questions. What is your name and where are you from?
6: Hi, my name's Wayne Gallagher. I'm from Dublin, but I'm living in Westmead.
5: What's your go to spot?
6: My go to spot is pr- probably my back garden, but when I'm in Dublin, I get to skate Ballyogun and maybe Bushy a little bit.
5: What is your go to trick?
6: My go-to tricks are probably backside ollies, half-cabs, full-cabs, shub and frontside board slides.
5: Who is your favorite current Irish skateboarder?
6: My favorite current Irish skaters would be Dave Hurley, Keane
5: Eats, Gavsey, Joe Hill, Dennis Lynn, to name a few. Who is your favorite all-time Irish skateboarder?
6: Favorite Irish skater of all time would be probably... Bernery Ray, Blaney Hamilton, Bruce the Ox, Mike Keane, John O'Wheelan, just to name a few.
5: What is your current setup?
6: My current setup is a Bortico deck with Indy trucks, Fiver's wheels, Swiss bearings, and some bolts.
5: Tell us about your first setup.
6: My first setup was bought in 1990 on Clives and Hill Street. It was a death-box-wurzel with going trucks, power wheels and NMB bearings.
5: What's your favourite thing about Irish skating?
6: What's so good about the Irish scene? Well, it's such a small scene, everyone knows each other and it's easy to get from spot to spot if you have a car.
5: Useless Wooden Noise thanks you for your answers. Any final shout outs or messages to the Irish skateboard masses?
6: Shout out to all the companies that sponsored me back in the day. Everyone that's bought a Bordico product, all the skate shops, the zines, podcasts, filmers, that help push and grow our scene and make it better for everybody. Stay safe and skate well.
0: I was thinking when I was listening to that, like, he just, like, landed landed all them questions bolts. Do you know what I mean? It was just, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was clean, you know? Um, yeah, super, super good to have Wayne answer those questions. Uh, thanks so much.
3: Yeah, cheers, Wayne.
0: Stoked I Check out, obviously, Border Co. Um, and also, quick little thanks to Wayne. He very, very kindly sent us up um, a couple of little gifts, um a few stickers there and like i don't know we put a picture of this up on our on our story it's like our own personalized water bottles
3: yeah (laughs) like
0: one-offs nobody else has got them you know they're pretty sick Uh, yeah cheers Wayne. yeah thanks so much Wayne. i i've been like i bring them out skating like so it's well handy yeah well good thanks wayne nice one right guys yeah as always that's that's all our useless wooden questions for this episode uh if you would like to get involved with that um, hit us a message and uh, we'll get you hooked up yeah listener questions
3: we've done our bit of shy talking so let's get some shy talking from you lot (laughs) so right where do we start um this month
0: we've mostly got messages from your your fine cells um, all across the Irish skate scene, sending in the DMs and the Instagram messages. But, 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 we are working on something, and you might be able to send your questions uh, <laughs> via a different method. Um, we are working at the minute on a forum. So it's early days. just We're just kind of yeah. teasing it here. Um, but we just wanted to let you guys know it's something we're working on um, shout out to Ali Nixon yeah, a friend that owned and skater here in Belfast that is has been working really hard to kind of like try and pull this together yeah. um, it's bare bones at the minute we're kind of working with a small group and it's, it's kind of private like as in it's behind a wall because we're just trying to test it and get it working um, but uh we're hoping it could be a really cool addition to the podcast and like yeah. just useful for the scene you know sometimes yeah, yeah. you know like earlier in the episode we, we kind of touched on fuck yeah like we missed that in between last episode and this episode and now it seems like old flipping news you know so it could be cool to have a sort of central location that's like a fade you know
3: yeah so we were we were big Bogginsine fans. We used the forum a lot back in the day. Uh, Ali had been, you know, talking about wanting to do some sort of internet stuff with us, and we thought originally a forum wasn't going to be a good thing. But now I don't know. We feel like it might work, don't mm. we? I... Yeah, it's
0: really you know it's really up to up to the community and what they what everybody wants to use it for. You know, yeah. it'll be what we make it.
3: Yeah yeah so basically we've started a forum we just want to try and bring more of community chat so hopefully once we've done our little testing bits and pieces we'll be able to open up to you lot and we'll all be able to jump on there and have a jolly old romp
0: yeah it's kind of like i don't know for me i think it could be really useful like i miss things on instagram like, really, what this will be is, like, a tailored Instagram, you know, yeah. and it's going to be stream, like... streamlined for skating. So all yeah. the Irish skate stuff, if you just want to put your own sort of, like, if you've seen something cool, stick it in there. Um, we'll see how it goes, but we just wanted to mention it this episode. Hopefully, by next episode, it'll have launched, and you guys will be on it, and you will be telling us how great it is or how terrible it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's definitely not terrible. Ali's done really good great work getting it up there yeah he has um, and it, it, it's cool like yeah his, his
3: enthusiasm for it has definitely got me hugged yeah yeah he's on it yeah.
0: all over it uh, the web wizard um, so yeah we'll see how that goes guys but yeah you, by the next episode you might have somewhere new to stick all them questions so you don't have to wait for us to put up the call for them you can just yeah. chuck them in there and we'll deal with them
3: yeah
0: alright we'll jump in First up, thanks to everybody sent them the three. Uh, Taylor Taylor Bradley 08 has written skate bag essentials or favorite skate camera. So I think that's like two questions. Skate bag essentials. What what
3: are skate bag essentials? Well, water wax water wax
0: tool get tool maybe stickers I quite often <laughs> have stickers. Um, I maybe have like. A little bag of jelly babies in there. Tony's, a little bit Tony's, sugar. Bringing, a,
3: Tony's bringing a full rucksack or a full fucking I think, backpack.
0: Well, I think you could expand on this to like what maybe you don't yeah. have, have in the car, you know?
3: Yeah, true, true. is
0: like a brush is always handy. Yeah. A little leaflet, maybe.
3: A leaflet? Well, <laughs> a le- a like, for in case you need a shake.
0: <laughs> no, like a wee leaflet. Like, I think that was just a term we used to use years ago. Like, uh you know, like something you could put on a run-up. In like a little bit of metal or something, a leaflet, yeah, like a wee, like a wee
3: leaflet, like a wee, um, you know, a bit of metal, yeah, yeah, yeah like I'm a metal to, be,
0: metal to put over like a gutter yeah. or a fucking, yeah, that's always handy. Um, favorite skate camera, this is really your question, isn't it? I wonder, uh, the <laughs> only camera
3: what that, that I'm rocking, the yeah. KX2100 at the moment, yeah, and I'm trying to, I'm getting into the tapeless. Malarkey! Like it's a whole fucking minefield. I've been nerding out recently. It's killing me.
0: What do you mean, like researching high def?
3: No, no. Uh, using like uh, media capturing devices for recording the footage onto rather than camera tapes, so you can like plug in an external kind of hard drive thing, a data oh. recorder into them. And there's someone's someone's figured out that you can use that thing for uh, recording drone footage as well, which is like a real lightweight version and it costs like a hundred quid all all in, like it's a good good alternative to tapes. But this is some nerd shit. What do you mean about the drone thing, sorry? Uh it's a camera that you attach to your drone, but there's like a an AC in cable on it which you can attach to a VX so you can use this little device to record onto a what do you call those? Uh mini memory card thing. So SSD? you can record. So it can record onto one of those little mini memory cards and just bypass the whole tape function. So then you just take the mini memory card yeah. and put it into your computer rather than getting a, a camcorder tape and like, you know, destroying yeah. the heads on your VX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that shit.
0: That's like the the dream like you know the second dreamcast? Yeah. Like you can get a mod for it. So you take the disk drive out so you take the like you take the drive out and it replaces it with a flash drive so you can just put disks onto a memory card and play so you're using the native you're using the hardware of the system much like you would be using the hardware of the vx yeah but you're not wrecking the the drive yeah is same. that the same so, idea yeah yeah
3: so you're not you're not uh using the tape heads so it's yeah, the
0: tape whoa.
3: the tape heads that are the things that well the vx1000 they don't have a very long life so if you've got to work in the vx1000 it's good to try and not use preserve these, that yeah. shit by using <laughs> this these new fangled techniques whoa so these a, are
0: like this is like a mutant vx then
3: yeah like pretty a, much like sort of terminator shit well the thing I've got I haven't figured out how I can film a line with it yet
0: because it's yeah, so bulky
3: and it yeah. has like a wire that's connected to it so like I can't figure out how to skate with it people have made like brackets and shit like that to wow. connect it to so we'll see how it goes you maybe wow. see me on the streets with all sorts of wires wrapped around me
0: amazing
3: <laughs> yeah Did but VX have... all the way man I've been fucking watching skate videos and seeing them in HD and thinking to myself this would look way better in VX
0: uh, I don't know I don't really I'm all for <laughs> it I'm, yep. I, no I'm all for high def I'm
3: all for yeah. it I yeah, think no, VX so I am too but sometimes I just look at it and go oh.
0: it's because you know I think you're you personally are an anomaly in that you started with VX so it's fine but I think like newer oh. filmmakers shouldn't necessarily I oh, think they should backwards. be jumping yeah. into IDF because yeah. like yeah. there's a bit more sense. flexibility with it like you know, I don't know. I've. I mean, it, it's a long tangent, but yeah, it is, I think that? high def. Just you know, it's the way forward. You know, you gotta just learn how to tell a story and frame a shot. And like I think VX, take you know. You know the the picture quality, the tones of VX.
3: Yeah. It's does
0: a, does a lot for it, you know. Yeah, it's a whole nother thing. If you've You'd got like, if you've got good footage and a good a good cameraman with a good eye, you can film on fucking anything. Do you
3: know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess can't, you can yeah. yeah, Right. We went off on a fucking megatons in there, right? Let's try and keep these.
0: <laughs> okay, Trollbull Dublin. Scattered scenes across the country and their
3: importance. We touched a little bit on it earlier, didn't we? Like the rockin' boys and stuff like there's nothing better than knowing that there's people in all parts of the the country no matter how remote they are you know like see Gr- Jamie G- Griffin there skating in his shed and stuff like that you know that kind of thing Like, yeah. <laughs> they're all vital
4: yeah for, yeah for sure
0: yeah we were down just down in Bambridge skating a couple of days ago as of recording this and there's like new little kids like a flock of kids there yeah. skating away and you know if there say there's ten of them, whatever, if there's one of them that's does something for the scene then, you know, that's great. Yeah. Like it's yeah, they're all important, I think. Yeah,
3: and I um, think uh those you know, the, you have to put in a bit more graft in a remote town, you know, than you would in a you know, so get together with your mates, maybe fucking get some pallets, make a grind box or whatever, take that to the local car park, you know, if you've got nothing else to skate. Yeah, for
0: sure. It's always a
3: good start. Um More questions, what have we got here? Minty, Keith Walsh and Gav Coghlan returning to the skate scene. Haven't seen much about Keith. Seen a few clips of Gav recently. Yeah, always good to see. Yeah, good to know those boys are still like trying to stoke the fires and keep ripping. Yeah, two of the best. Uh, Bagels B. (laughs) Ever (laughs) Ever immediately need a poo just as your session starts? Or just me? That's what's known in the business as a big as <laughs> B. That, ha- that would happen to him all the time.
0: It is actually, it's funny I Like, I think the pandemic's brought in a new problem of, like, there being less toilets about. <laughs> Not to get gross, but, you know, like, yeah. bef- pre-lockdown, like, you would skating in town in Belfast and you, there's always a go-to, like, you can always go to the toilet somewhere. It's a fucking nightmare at the minute. You're like, yeah, know, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, don't be don't be taking any risks and pissing in public and getting yeah. a fine.
0: Yeah, so go to the loo before you leave the gaff. This is the moral of the story. <laughs> Ollie Uh Ollie Hanlon, what was the best major meltdown you've witnessed over the years filming? Hippie, this one's for
3: you. Uh, I guess recent times was young Jerry. Has to be like been a, a lot of him just saying, screaming fuck a lot. If you'll have a look at our Instagram, I think I put a, put a minute or so of his fucks together.
0: That's always um, it makes me chuckle like, I don't like seeing somebody stressing, but you know, it's yeah. it's usually for the best, you know, it's yeah, kind of the thing yeah. that like spurs someone on in it.
3: Who else? I'm trying a to classic. think of other classic ones. I mean I guess people just just snap boards but nobody really does that I, I, people are too don't have enough money to be snapping boards anymore do they uh,
0: Yeah that's inflation my friend um, yeah. 70 quid hockey decks
3: Yeah Jesus expensive Uh I don't know we'll say Jerry for recent times All right cheers Ollie. cheers all
6: <gasps>
3: So slice the slicers are on again. Uh, best fiction film about skateboarding.
0: Ooh, I like See, this uh, question.
3: I, yeah, Tony had flashed up some things earlier. I said about thrashing. That was the yeah. only one I could remember, but I forgot about the one that you had presented us with, which was what was the gleaming the cube. Yeah, gleaming. So the
0: cube. Uh, I've, I've basically got a list, a list here, because I really like this question, and I. Like, some of you might know I'm a fucking nerd for skate videos, but I also always keep a wee eye out for, like, ch- cheesy or crappy-looking, like, skate movies, which is kind of this, like, fiction stuff. So, yeah, like, we've got Gleam in the Cube here. Um That's probably the best-known one, like, thingies in it. What do you call them? Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, I've got it here, so I'm going to read the synopsis for you <laughs> all. Right. From the producers of Short Circuit and Running Scared, Christian Slater stars as a skateboard rebel who sets out to avenge his brother's death set against the exotic and sometimes terrifying backdrop of the Vietnamese community of Orange County, California. As a confused and frustrated, angry young man who relentlessly challenges authority, skateboarding means everything to Brian. It is, his, right. it, is, it is his chance to shine as the best, the smoothest, the highest, to gleam the cube or to reach the ultimate. Skateboarding is the only thing that matters to Brian until he experiences the shock of his brother's murder and the danger and antagonism that results from his determined efforts to seek out the perpetrators in the cutthroat war- underworld of the Vietnamese community.
3: There you go. tell me that's it that's it yo it's sick though it is really good um but i do remember that being a good one like i watched it a good few times as a kid it is good but other ones
0: sort of like i guess recently you know you've got mid 90s yeah. skate kitchen um paranoid park was one um and then like kind of classic oh another one i thought of was macho tail drop have you ever seen it
3: I've heard of it, I don't so
0: know what like, it is. It's kind of like, it's like a real sort of like, f- whimsical fantasy, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what it makes me think of, like a kind of like Terry Gilliam film, like really <laughs> surreal, like <laughs> right. Rick Rick McCrank's in it, and Lee Romero's in it, and it's like Manwolves or something, like S did like a collab for it, and like ran a shoe and like some some gear and shit for it you know but it's a really interesting one to look up um, kids as well by yeah, yeah, Larry, course, Larry Clark I think um, and then a random one I thought of I just got this recently destroying America the hookups video now it's like I... it's more a skate video but yeah like skits it's yeah it's, there is a, a weird narrative it's fucking bonkers like I actually just got this recently I'm holding the The VHS here, um, Destroying America. And then, like, other ones we'd written down, Street Dreams, P-Rod, and Terry Kennedy. Yeah. And we've got Police Academy. Yeah. There's a little skate reference in there. Yeah, and that was a big
3: influence for me as a kid, because anything that had skateboarding, I wanted to watch. So I watched every Police Academy, but that was a good one. And then, yeah, and Back to the Future, I'd said about the the uh, hoverboards and shit like that was kind of like a skateboard influence in movies not but not necessarily about skateboarding in any way yeah so that's a load of fucking answers there yeah hold on one more
0: so i find this on ebay <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched it i don't know if i ever will i just got it it was like a pound Uh <laughs> we um, can't resist it like it's called deck dogs right Tony Hawk's in it Uh, it's an Australian film and I kind of got it just because of the names of some of the characters so the three (laughs) guys there's three young skaters that and they're called the deck dogs and they're dreaming of escaping their um, outer suburban existence and they want to skate for Tony Hawk it says that he's the (laughs) legendary 12-time world champion (laughs) So he's in town at the time and, and, they're, and he's scouting for talent. So they're trying to like, they're trying to like, yeah, the problem is they have cops, school and parents hot on their trail. Can the, can the Deck Dogs hit the road in time to compete and pursue their dream of going pro? Uh, deck Dogs is a deck grinding, wickedly funny, coming of age film about friendship, growing up and following your dreams. But the main reason why I bought this was because of the names of the guys characters so the three guys are called one of them's called poker right one of them's called blue flame and the other one's called spasm so right so based on that that's why i picked that up but maybe i'll check it out by the, next, epi- the next episode and i'll let you know how it goes maybe right. it could be in the next uh
3: skate video night <laughs> oh shit deck dogs <laughs> right so uh from ali o'rourke we got uh what a- what, what excited you most about Irish skateboarding right now? So, what do you what what's give, giving you a buzz, Tony? Personally,
0: the prospect of going and skating in different cities with different people that I haven't seen since before lockdown.
3: Oh, I'm quite liking the the new parks. Like I've been skating Portafoglia, as I said before, and then like we've got to find a new smooth car park and banger that we've been taking the grand boxes and shit to. So that just and just skating with friends, talking shite all night, like not having the care about who does what, yeah, just having lols.
0: Yeah, I think the wider thing I'm excited about is kind of maybe what you know, we touched on it at the start of the episode with like the Castle Bar thing. Like, yeah, you know, they mentioned the Olympics in there, and I don't really like the bang on about it, but you know, part of the Olympics happening is part of the reason why that castle bar park's happening and it's going to be it, really interesting to see sort of what that does for yeah. things here you know hopefully, when, a, when the Olympics
3: finally does be on TV and stuff yeah like hopefully that
0: brings some some new stuff like but mm. yeah like there's lots to be excited about with Irish skateboard in a minute you know there's like yeah. so many people starting it's just yeah, I think it we're really experience another boom at the minute and yeah, it's cool. It's really, really good. It's healthy, um, and I hope everybody else feels that way too. And I'm not mm. just in my own wee bubble. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Cheers, Ali, and shout out on on that article again. Yeah, yeah. Really stoked for you guys. Uh, Tim skates favorite Irish skate spot and what? Think that's TLM skates. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Tlim skates. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite Irish skate spot and um, what do you think of an Irish Olympic skate
3: team? I'm sure we've been asked about Irish skate spots a million times, haven't we? Yeah. You said CS, I said St. Anne's. Yeah. what it
0: Yeah. What do you think of an Irish Olympic skate team? I mean, there's no reason why I couldn't happen, is there? The dream team. Yeah. <laughs> the Harlem Globetrotters of of Olympic skate teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capes. Make them wear capes. It's going to be eventually, cool. isn't it? Like now you've... they're gonna
3: be ha- wear green spandex. Obviously, what are you talking
0: about? Uh, who else has been on Christian? Uh, flat spot wheels forever or big dirty veer?
3: I don't know what that means. I can't li- see if someone has flat spots. I almost want to take them, bring them to a skate shop, and buy them a set of wheels and send them on their way because fucking nothing worse than hearing flat spots. Yeah. like Is
0: there? Dr- dr-
3: I'm terrible at
0: skateboarding, so I don't really have flat spots that often.
3: Do you remember uh, what was there like a loco comp where we had a power slide competition in t oh, thirteen, yeah, yeah. and yeah. everyone who entered ended up with flat spots. Yeah, like
0: yeah.
3: that one person that was—I think Johnny won it. He probably got a fresh set of wheels for his flat spotting efforts. <laughs> but everyone else been. just lost out and got flat spots.
0: <laughs> he Christian
3: also says, "Have you seen Mark Jamison? No, I have been on Instagram and I have seen many no slide decay grinds. And I think it was all him. I don't know. Have you seen? Him? I've heard he's out there doing that one. Yeah. What's Hot Carl saying?
0: Hot Carl's asking us: Is uh, skateboarding bigger now or ten years
3: ago? Who the fuck knows? We've been here the whole time. So. <laughs> 2021
0: versus 2011.
3: I'd say probably more people skating at the moment, isn't there?
0: I would definitely say it's bigger now.
3: Yeah. For sure, just, I don't know, in the the whole lockdown period, I think a lot of people have started, either restarted skating or just started skating, so yeah, there's definitely been a resurgence, hasn't there? It's hard to
0: tell, I mean, globally, like, we obviously don't know, don't know any industry numbers, but yeah, to me, it feels bigger now. Yeah, for sure. Like, 10 years ago, like, think of how less, how fewer parks there were in Ireland and stuff, you know. And it was I'm actually
3: ironically about, there was more shops and stuff, but like and I'm thinking about the people I skate with now as well. Like there's people who I didn't skate with ten years ago have all started bike skating and I'm skating with a whole yeah. load more extra people that I'm happy to see like. Yeah. Thanks, Carl.
0: Hope you're yeah, good. Hope you're him. good, man. Um oh here he is, here he is. Oh, screw seven OM Wow, that's a new one. Um hey Tom. The 7 is just T, isn't I know, it? know, it's Tom. Screw Screw. To- oh, I see what he did there. I said <laughs> it. I didn't even know. He actually got me. Screw oh, on. man, I'm such an idiot. Oh, that was good. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, what basic trick still gives you a bit of trouble? I find heel flips to be rather gammy. Yeah, heel flips for sure... Give me hella trouble. Heel flips, nolly flips. No, well, maybe nolly flip isn't a basic... To some people it is. To me, it's... Tri flips, no chance. Can't do tri flips. Yeah. Can't do heel flips. I, I can, I can
3: certain, the odd time, but... I think you get to a certain age and you slowly start to learn tricks at the same... Or sorry, on learn tricks <laughs> at the same speed that you learn tricks, so you kind of like
0: yeah.
3: But then there's other old classics that you you know you can keep going strong and maybe yeah. take to the next level. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, cheers, Thomas. Screw, t- screw Tom. <laughs> I thought
0: it was like you know like a, whenever I read that for I thought it was like a scarecrow like S crew, but yeah. And then he yeah. got me right. <laughs> uh, next up, Corp- uh, Corma Cormacelli. Cormac Kelly Cormac? Cormac oh fuck man you need to start reading these because I'm blowing it
3: <laughs> Cormac I think he's I don't know we can't get down with the, the comical uh, comical spellings of names. names so why are skateboarding measurements so odd good question what's what, so, what, in, so odd so you've got wheels it's are well, in millimetres yeah, boards are in inches, inches widths of trucks what are they how are they measured
0: trucks are all different like, each truck company has a different measuring system, but they're like, some of them are millimetres isn't like 149, 147 those boyos, they're like millimetres maybe, like, but it's like, but it's axle width
3: yeah, yeah, I think so
0: is that right, so that would be like 15 centimetres I don't know, but then like ventures are like I'm riding ventures and they are like 5.25 like, maybe that's inches and then you've got like ace, like I have a pair of aces on my old board, and it's like ace sixty six, which are like the big massive ones, and I don't mm. know what sixty six means. So yeah, it's a fucking mess, and they need to just tidy it all. And there's there's
3: letters and all for hardness of wheels. Oh isn't yeah, it? yeah,
0: yeah. It's a mess. That's
3: another. Uh, so I don't know why
0: they're so odd, but I guess there's no, like right or wrong because it's yeah. skateboarding and they can do whatever they want. So, you just gotta try them out and see what works, don't you? Yeah. Jay Gwynn. Most Canadian skaters are underrated. T.J. Rogers, Ryan Desenzo, etc. Discuss.
3: Discuss. No, that just makes me start thinking about Canadian skaters. Ted DeGross. T- Ted DeGross. That's an underground fucking pick there. People aren't Mor- gonna know who that is. Morgan Smith. Julian Stranger.
0: Yeah, that, that that was the one in my that that was Manolo's has been running. Yeah yeah those tapes has been running that footage of his and actually it's funny we're talking about this because me and that guy mark jameson who we don't know if anybody's seen him um he we've been having a back and forth about random canadian names like other ones Graham patterson we threw him yeah. out there big yeah. t-shirt guy big white um, t-shirt guy yeah yeah like I don't know. I don't know if the Canadian skaters are underrated. I just think yeah. maybe there's less I mean, of them, and who, it's who, just who, who could
3: forget Galilee Mamali?
0: I was watching Spencer Hamilton. I was watching Wade D. Wade D. On the Nine Club, Mar Gabbayard. Earlier, you know, like I don't think they're underrated. I think there's underground it? guys. Rick but... McCrank. Yeah, Rick Hard. Is he Canadian? Maybe not. I don't know. He might be. For why in my head I was like yeah he's gonna I don't know who
3: else um, who else Morgan Smith you said that didn't yeah. you
0: Pierre Luc Gagnon is
4: <laughs> he is he yeah yeah he exactly. I was just trying to think of like, red. how
3: could he be from anywhere else apart from France with that surname sort of or Canada like I was thinking
0: like Red Dragons but no nah, man I think like I think I don't think they're that logo
3: yeah 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 um, yeah. What what was the Ted the guy ga- what was the skate shop video? North? North, that's it, yeah. Yeah. That was really good, good shit. If you can really seek good. north or north 2, I like that had some good Canadian ribbons in it.
0: Yeah, that's on my list of of videos to get. I don't know, I don't own it, man. It comes up on eBay and it gets it gets ridiculous money like it's hard to that's get. In, in
3: the video file. Yeah, it's a good one.
0: It's on Skid Video Vault though, if you wanna check it out. Yeah, and it's really really Creep. good. I think Ted the Gross has up part, and it's his style like so good. Um, cheers, Jay. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> I actually think he pronounces it like "grow" or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, you if, probably
3: do if it's French.
0: Yeah, I think because I think we said it on his episode anyway. Cheers, Jay.
3: Ted the Gross. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Jay. Uh,
0: Benson's been on. Wednesday. Benson, best spot in Northern Ireland and how to get into Hollywood primary without hopping a mad fence? We've,
3: we've done the first half of that a million times. So. In fact, we did it already, didn't we? Yeah, we did So it dance already. for me and CS for Tony.
0: Yeah.
3: But getting into Hollywood primary, break it down. Uh,
0: helicopter. <laughs> need to hire a helicopter. There's loads of them, loads of them in, Ho- in Hollywood. Yeah, no doubt.
3: But yeah, there's a little, uh, there's a back alley isn't there, you go up, the, the fence is still tall though, but it's easy to get over a thing, it's not yeah, spiky. Uh,
0: it's it's like, it's got a rectangle, like a box, what would you say, like, it's got a square top, so it's not like a spiky fence. Yeah. So yeah, you go up, you go up the little lane, the little private lane, and then hop over the fence that way.
3: Yep, say no more. <clears throat> so that was all our, that was all our Insta questions, and then we had like, one dm on insta as well yeah from aaron uh can you become good at kickflips with practice or is it a natural ability big ups aaron what are you thinking i'm thinking you know there are two different types the natural ability kickflip and the just repetition kickflip which is what i've achieved we still look gash but i can do them
0: (laughs) yeah same um yeah, I think you can I think you can get good at them. But I don't
3: There's know. just something about that, that Connerling kickflip. Like he has it caught before when he's still going upwards. Whereas I have my crappy little <laughs> flick and, all, and it just about land on it when the board rolls round and I down my feet on it. Like, so. <laughs> just let's just say we're we we do not have that natural ability, but maybe guy you guys can draft it and get get it looking somewhere decent <laughs> cheers to all the question givers we've got probably from our biggest fan he is a long time listener and a long time fan Mr. Kieran McBride take it away
6: <laughs> hey it's Beads lifelong fan of the show now that we're hopefully getting to the end of this bullshit lockdown malarkey I was just wondering if the Bays have been skating
0: any random spots that they maybe Wouldn't have skated in the past just because of lockdown and shit. So, like up my way, for example, there's a parking ride that I wouldn't have even bothered going near. But with the parks and stuff being closed, I popped in there one day and flat ground was pretty decent and had like little wee banked the curbs. And as you know, I love a little banked the ledge, do some stalls. So, yeah, any spots you boys
3: skated that you probably wouldn't skate originally? Cheers, bye. My back garden. Yeah, Tony had the Phil Wood set up at the start of the lockdown. I actually did the same thing. Your setup was way nicer than mine, though. Mine was a bit guff looking. I
0: uh, don't think mine was good. It was what what have
3: we skated, though, that was...
0: Um, I skated... Oh, I, I I skated that car park that Alfie was skating. Alfie's little wonderland. Oh, shit. McLean Gormley hotspot. Yeah, hot spot. I was like, some church up there. He's all the little sloppy curbs. It was fun. But yeah, mainly car parks. Yeah, yeah nothing like special. Gates. It's
3: a, actually like we it almost regressed.
0: Yeah, for some people it was like they got access to all these mad spots, but because everywhere was closed. But I don't think I made that much uh, out of that situation. I was kind of just in the garden for the first bit and then skating yeah. a few we were car parks,
3: s- skating IKEA car parks. Oh yeah,
0: so yeah, yeah, for sure. The roof.
3: After we'd skated for like three hours, and we got kicked out, so yeah. it didn't work that well, didn't
0: it? Yeah.
3: So it kind of feels like we have just come to a natural conclusion to this month.
0: We have tumbled our way through another episode.
3: Was there anything we missed? Probably. I feel like there probably was. But sure, if we've missed it now, then sure, it can keep till next month, I guess. Or
0: the month after.
3: Yeah, or the month after. Just Just whenever,
0: whenever it happens. But yeah, there we go. Right. Any last words?
3: I uh, really want to say something really funny right now, but I've got nothing. Screw Tom! Screw Tom! Peace! <laughs>
2: Useless wooden noise.